No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express permission of WCAN Broadcast Group Incorporated. The biggest names, the best talent. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, everybody can make one mistake, but how many times can you make the same mistake over and over again? How many times can you? Oh. 560 560 the violence win! Violence win! Violence win! Give me another beer. This is our Mo Avenue, David, with an important message from men over 180. If you see strange things floating in your eyes or occasionally see the shadow people, well then, you may be suffering from a macaroni degeneration. The first signs of macaroni degeneration, little white uh, noodly looking lines on your nose. Those ain't noodles, those are maggots! <laughs> Who you call it a faggot? I said maggot, not maggot. You need your hearing checked. Huh? What do you know about men's health? Now see here, the health of sport holes is important. In case management has an encounter with other sport holes, uh, well, then they're assured of them being in the pink, so to speak, and more exciting in the bedroom. That must be the reason why they run so many men's health spots. Why, sure, so they can see other men better here. That's why I'm telling them about the macaroni degeneration. It's macaroni degeneration coming at you, going strong. That's macular degeneration! Watch it, chum. I don't like no mysterious void. Now put yourself behind some glasses. We got a lot to see, see? When you go driving on the street. 1001 at 560 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you, 11th of June. Boy, oh boy, what a great uh, weekend this is going to be. You know why? Why? Oh, I know why. For you. Yeah. In fact, this isn't a really great weekend. The good weekends start next weekend. Because for me, they start on Friday and they end on Tuesday. All summer long. Four day, mm-hmm. four day weekends. Don't let them know that's going on. I'm sure they don't. No, obviously, because what has it got to do with the game? The Marlins won. Marlins? How about that new uh, ballpark? Anybody interested no. in paying for it? No. Oh. Anybody interested in going there? No. See a lot of cryptic comments from the readers of the Herald on the article this morning about the new Mar- Marlins stadium for the Marlins. They're having a hell of a season, man. Anybody going to the games? No. no just like that one comment says, nobody's going now. Who the hell's going to go way the hell down there in Yenemsville? Where the Orange Bowl was. Good God. Maybe Chris will go because he lives down there. What? And you're back today. You don't live down there? Yeah, I do, but, uh, I mean, I live further south than that, but um, do I get free tickets? No. Then I ain't going. How do you like that? That doesn't do any good for the revenue stream for the ballpark for the uh, club. If you I just want freebies. If they, uh, if they pay me more here, I'll, I'll buy it. They're not going to pay you more here. Well, then I ain't going. Let me say it right now. You weren't here yesterday. You weren't here on Monday. We had such technical nightmares on Monday. And at the beginning of the show yesterday, we thought it was going to be... And the beginning before the show this morning, it looked like, uh, oh, boy. But look at that phone, man. It's working. QAM? All right. What more could you want than that to start a great Wednesday, huh? What did I tell you? 
That was mm-hmm. Joe Bell, by the way. He's very much involved in the show. Yesterday he emailed me about the um, that restaurant in Cooper City. What is it again? Oh, I forget. Beverly Hills Cafe. You, you forgot. Of course you forgot because you're getting old and senile. Mm-hmm. You're losing your memory from too much bad weed and it's, too many uh, skanks. It's good weed and uh, please. Too much hanky-panky with too many skanky broads. Please don't describe these women that way. Skanky. You have no idea. I don't have any idea, nor do I want to know. I have no interest. Well, just keep lying. Keep making stuff up. Okay, good. That's that's my intent. I know. Don't be stupid. Uh, your that's M.O. exactly what I plan on doing. I know. That's what you've always done. not as stupid as you think. <laughs> Let's take a look at that QAM lineup. You want to talk about stupid. I mean, we got the jerk show at 2. QAM. Hello? Hello. Thank you, sir. The phones are working. Oh, okay. They're working. Bye. Bye. The jerk show at 2. Mad Dog, 4 to 6.50. And then at 6.50, it's the 10 fastest minutes in radio because eight and a half minutes of our spots. Jesse Agler with a Marlin pregame report. First pitch. Pitch. And then Dolphin and I with Kim of Camper, 7 to 8. That's been sliced down to an hour because uh, there was a public outcry. Like, oh, my God. And then 8 to 11, it's the DA show. Then midnight to 5 in the morning is ESPN Radio. There's a gap in the schedule. You notice that, Chris? There's a gap in Clarence's schedule there. 11 to midnight, we must be doing transmitter maintenance or something like that. You think? Maybe. Because there's nothing on from 11 to midnight. And we'll still get a oh, point oh. regardless. QAM, hello. I've been waiting a pump day. Yay. QAM, hello. See, we got the phones working now. Aren't you excited? I am. Oh, yeah. We're taking a lot of calls today, tomorrow, and Friday. Tons of them. Millions of them. Billions of them. Not that I'm sending it in or anything like that. In fact, I got to do a Joyce again all of a sudden. I just, I got to really? rejoice. Yeah. In fact, I think right now. Just uh, while you're uh, sitting there? You left the letter out. No, I didn't. And it won't be right here either. <laughs> It'll be close. QAM line nine, not line. Frozen. Yeah, Prozac. Prozac. You're my friend, Prozac. He stood right there at Gulfstream Park, man. We had a chance to take care of some business, you know. He didn't do it. Three people, that's what we need. There's three, well, the boyfriend, four people. Mm-hmm. But Jolly Joe, you know, well, uh, Jolly Joe's got a private detective, and he's going to take care of business, man. Yeah, he's going to take care of squat. I had a dream last night that I was doing a, a music show in... Tampa. I was on some non-existent radio station, and Bob Green was the general manager. And it was the same old thing. I've always told you about these nightmares I have about this business, about doing a, a record show. And I, and I was queuing up records, but I couldn't hear the uh, queue. And I'd never had a record ready. In other words, the um, you know, spots would end, I'd come right. back, and uh, my record was never queued up because I couldn't hear it. And I didn't know who these other people were that I was working with. I just showed up there, and I was, uh, you know, Neil Rogers on some horseball station in Tampa with Bob Green as GM. I am going to go rejoice right now. Really? Right now? Yeah, right now. i got a lot of calls that you could take. Uh-huh. QAM, hello. Like that one. That was pretty good. That was the best right. one so far. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Well, what's wrong with that? What's getting better? Yeah, I'd better do it right now. Wow. Or should I do the break now? Okay, do that. Do that. Bad form if I got up and vacated it. I, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be back. I'm just telling you, it's an emergency situation. All right. I think it had to do with the start of the show. Probably. Or the fact that Fat Chris is back. That might have done it. He's moving you? Scared the <laughs> out of me. 
I'll be back. All right. All take right. it easy. Okay. I, mean, I, I guess I could uh, take some of these calls. QM, hello. Hey, Neil. Glad to meet you. He's not here. He went to the bathroom. And that was it? Well, he didn't care. QM, hello. Hey, how are you? Fine. Neil went to the bathroom. He went potty. He went to go poop. Hey, Neil. Neil's not here. He went to go poop. Is there something I can help you with today, sir? What happened to Joey Reynolds? He's in New York. QAM, hello. Good God. Hello. Retire. Okay. QAM, hello. Hey, it's the boyfriend. QAM, hello. Neil. He's not here. QAM, hello. No. And there you go. That was it. That didn't take long at all. Speaking of not taking long at all, he's going to be popping in any second now. So Josh Cordes uh, right. came in and said, what's the deal with, now I'm going to save it, see? What's the deal with what? I'm not going to say. I'm saving it, see? Well, what does that mean? I could, I could have done a half-hour tirade on what he just told me, and, no, uh, and I'm saving it. No, what's the deal with what? No, I want I'm to hear saving, it now. I'm saving it. Monitor no, let's save it. I want to hear mon- it now. Mon- well, then stop calling these women skanks. Call them ladies. What's the deal with what? Monitor touchers. What? Monitor touchers. Well, people, what does that mean? People want to uh, point to something on your computer, and they insist on smearing their hands on it while they're doing so. They've like, they got to get their finger on there and smudge up your monitor that you uh, try to keep clean so that you can see what's going on. I've never had that happen. Well, you don't have people looking over your shoulder on your computer saying, well, you see this over here? Like, they, they no. just can't point to it. they got to m- m- touch the screen with boogers on there, see? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Okay. <laughs> that was excellent. WQAM, hello. Wrong line. QAM, hola. What the hell was that? QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm taking out your pictures, buddy. From the uh, golf stream? Yeah. Uh, what's with all George's expressions? His uh, mouth agape half the time. What's that all about? Gape? A gape, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about Great. your small head? Hey, I thought I'll hit you. Hey, Neil. You know what you need? Hey. You know what you need? What's with the bald head? You know what you need, sir? I thought Alfred Hitchcock. You need a life is what you need. I have no life. That's I'm sure that's what he said. Ten minutes after ten. Well, I, I was pretty quick, wasn't I? I did a mm-hmm. job, like usual. Very quick. And you're eating already? It's still ten o'clock. That's right. Christ almighty. And Brandon's already got his uh, instant messaging screen up there on the thing. Oh, stop. Fifty-five second dump. You certainly have it down. Oh, he was timing my dump. <laughs> and that doesn't include the uh, seven seconds each way from the um, big uh, bat room. I didn't use the small the guest bathroom. It's closer. It's how right m- how much of that time was spent on paperwork? Neil, God. Yeah. Hello and welcome to A Current Affair. The presumptive Republican nominee, John McCain, renewed a challenge to Barack Obama today. He said he'd like to travel around the country together and host a joint town hall meeting every week for 10 weeks, beginning next week. The 71-year-old Vietnam veteran also issued a challenge suggesting that instead of debate, he and Obama be dropped naked into a forest with only a hunting knife to see who comes out alive. Putting a cigarette out on his tongue, McCain added, the day I get out tracked in the jungle is the day I saw off my own body. And Obama quickly told reporters he thought it was a great idea. I may be skinny, but I'm tough, too. John McCain is 100 years. I get angry from time to time. Then guess what? I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm their worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you're everybody's worst nightmare after a W. I'll tell you that. 1016 at 560 WQM. Here's the poll that we got so far. Who is or was the funniest supporting sitcom character or duo? Now, Chris will be very uh, pleased to know that it took us right till the ass end of the show yesterday with Josh Cordes at the controls to get to 1,000 votes. And I had to change and put this one on there, a second poll, to get to 1,000. Oh, well. Poor guy. Oh, well, what? Poor guy. Well, so now, in other words, you're uh, sucking up to Josh Cordes. Is that the idea? Why would I suck up to him? He doesn't pay me anything. I'm sending him a check. Oh. Although I forgot to send it out yet. I'll, I'll think about doing it today. Who is or was the funniest supporting actor, a sitcom character? Kramer in Seinfeld's got 125 votes. Oh, my God. Barney Fife from the Andy Griffith Show, 89. Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. George from Seinfeld, 59. Norton and Trixie, the honeymoon is 54. Audrey Meadows and uh, what's his name? Art, Art Carney. Beat you. Jim Agnatowski in Taxi. That's Reverend Jim. That's who I voted for. Marie and Frank Barone, Everyone Loves Raymond, 33. Oh, my God. Meathead, Rob Reiner, All in the Family, only had... About 30, man. Wow, that's, that's embarrassing. Fred and Ethel Mertz, I Love Lucy, 27. That was William Frawley and Vivian Vance in Correct. your pants. Well, what a memory, huh? Mm-hmm. Ted Baxter, Mary Tanner Moore Show, 26. Who was that? Ted Baxter? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the actor? Yeah. Ted, what's his name? Knight. Ted Knight. Good. Colonel Clink, Hogan's hair was 24. Which one was that? The the bald one with the swagger stick and the monocle. Oh, that was uh, that German guy. Right. Klaus von uh, Barbie. I don't know. Norm from Cheers, 18. Lenny and Squiggy, Laverne and Shirley, 17. Oh, my God. Schlemiel, Schlemazel. Are you kidding me, Laverne and Squirrely? Dwight Schrute, The Office, 16. I don't know almost any of these people. Frank and Estelle Costanza, Seinfeld, 16. That's because a lot of these shows I didn't watch, especially Seinfeld and Laverne and Squirrely. J.J. from Good Times, 15. Good George and Louise Jefferson, all in the family, 15. Before we had the Jeffersons, they were the uh, neighbors. Mm-hmm. And they've only got 15 votes. And how come they're on there together? I know it says duo, but why are they on there together? I don't know. George Jefferson blows all of these people away. I have a line for that. Mm-hmm. Niles from Fraser, 14. Max Klinger from MASH, 14. Latka from Taxi, 14. Fish from Barney Miller, 14. Abe Vigoda. He's still alive. That's right. Mr. and Mrs. Roper, Three's Company, 13. Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies, 12. Jeff and Susie Green, Curb Your Enthusiasm, 10. Cliff from Chia's, 10. That was one of Tom Jicka's favorite shows, Cheers. Not because it was a good show, he just liked saying Cheers. Jethro from the Beverly Hillbillies, 9. Florence from the Jeffersons, only 7. Come on. Come on, people. Robert Barone, Everyone loves, Everybody Loves Raymond, 6. That is one of the worst shows. Elaine from Seinfeld, 5. Mr. Grant from the Mary Tyler Moore Show, 4. Who's Mr. Grant? Who is, I don't even know who that is. <clears throat> What's his name? Dick uh, Van Dyke. No, big fat bald guy. I'll find it. Oh, uh, what's his name? The um, rabble rouser. Lou Grant. Ed Asner. Ed Asner, yeah. A flow from Alice 4, Fraser from Chia's 4, and Arthur Harmon from Maud 2. Maud, oh my God. Wow. How many votes we got? 759. You got a shot, I think, today. Chris right. is back. Coast is clear. We can do 1,000 votes today. Chris is back. Cool. Now, 
Security scanners that can see through passengers' clothing and reveal, reveal details such as their sex organs, colostomy bags, uh-huh. and breast size are being installed in 10 U.S. airports. They're going to be able to see your sex organs, your colostomy bag, and your breast size. A random selection of travelers getting ready to board airplanes in Washington, New York's Kennedy, L.A., and other key hubs will be shut in the glass booths while a three-dimensional image is made of their body beneath their clothing. I think what would be real good is if they had like a big scoreboard, like at ballparks, you know, <laughs> and everybody in the airport could see you. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. And, and right next to your name, the uh, the vital statistics, like, you know, your weight, right. your measurements, it's the, right. the, the, length, right. the length of it. That would be it. excellent. Mm-hmm. The booths close around the passenger and emit... Millimeter waves that go through cloth to identify metal, plastic, ceramics, chemical materials, and explosives, according to the TSA. While it allows the security screeners looking at the images in a separate room to clearly see the passenger's sexual organs as well as other details of their body, the passenger's face is blurred, TSA said. Well, that's no fun. What if it's somebody really hot going through that scanner and you want to see their goods, you know? Mm-hmm. If you blur out their puss... The scan only takes seconds and is to replace the physical pat-downs of people that's currently widespread in airports. The uh, TSA began introducing the body scanners in airports in April, the first in the Phoenix, 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 Arizona terminal. The installation is picking up this month with machines, wait till you hear this, with machines in place or planned for airports in Washington, Reagan National and Baltimore Washington International, Dallas, Las Vegas, Albuquerque, Detroit, and Miami. Of course. Oh, my God. The new machines have provoked worries among passengers and rights activists. People have no idea how graphic the images are, Barry Starnhart, director of the Technology and Liberty Program at the ACLU, said. The ACLU said passengers expecting privacy underneath their clothing should not be required to display highly personal details of their bodies, such as evidence of mastectomies, colostomy appliances, penile implants, catheter tubes, tubes, and the size of their breast or genitals as a prerequisite to boarding a plane. Before you get on the plane, we want to see your goods, baby. Let me tell you that right now. Let's see your junk. Right, and your bads. Besides masking their faces, the TSA says on its website, the images made will not be printed, stored, or transmitted. Yeah, likely story. Are we buying that? No. No, no way. Once the transportation security office, and of course you'll be seeing all these goofballs that work security there by the scanners at the airports laughing and giggling. Ah, ha, ha, tee. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. They'll be telling stories. They're going to laugh at you. Yeah. I can just hear the first voice now at Miami International. Mm-hmm. I'll find it. Especially the guys that have innies. You call that a penis? You know. Larry Uselding, a TSA spokeswoman, said... Oh, Lara. I thought oh. Lara. Larry's kind of a funny <laughs> name for... Lara Uselding, a TSA spokeswoman, said passengers were not obliged to accept the new machines. The passengers can choose between the body imaging and the pat-down, she said. Well, it all depends on who's patting me down. TSA foresees 30, About 30 man. of the machines installed across the country by the end of this year in Europe. Amsterdam Schiphol Airport is already using the scanners. Schiphol Airport, my ass. When you come uh, through security, when you get off the plane and you go down to security at Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam, you, you sk- you, that, that puts the skip in Schiphol. You just skip your way through there, you hold up your passport, and they go, okay, go ahead. I mean, you talk about security. They don't care. I mean, I, they don't even put on an act like they care. Rome, that's another story. They got those Uzis, man, and they'll just, they'll just blow your crap away if you give them a dirty look in Rome. At least they used to. I'm going to have to start 
getting across the pond again before I croak. Maybe I'll have to do that this year, go over across the pond. Even with the euro at uh, 80 bucks or whatever it is. What is it, 500 bucks? Yeah. 5,000 bucks for a penny? Thank you again, Mr. President, for those low gas prices, which are now at record highs again, well over four bucks a gallon. How about that uh, broad that called yesterday, that lady? She was no lady. Giving me crap for my Corvette. Why, you're always bitching us out because we don't do anything. First of all, she's not the listener anyway. Her husband is. I guess she was trying to impress her husband. He already right. knows what a bitch he can be, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. 7.85 on a poll. Boy, you're going to get way over 1,000 today, and Cordis is going to be hanging his head like Tom Dooley. But he's got that check coming. What do you got? Nothing. Well, that's because you don't do the website. Well, I would, but, you know, he won't give that up. He what? He won't give that up. Well, what do you mean he won't give it up? It's not, it's not for him to say. In fact, remember Johnny Mattress? It's not for me to say. Remember that? Say yeah, no. rhymes with gay. The African queen, Johnny Mattress. He had a great voice. It just uh, was tough to look at her. him. It, you know what I mean? Oh, I do. It's not for me to say. What will, uh, what's the name of that? Oh, that's Chances Are? I don't have that. What do you got? You got any Johnny Mattress? The 12th of Never? I got this. That's when the equipment's going to work right at QAM, the 12th of Never. That's when the song's going to start. <laughs> what do you got? I got a slow computer. That's what I got. I got oh uh, What Will Mary God. Say. What will what? What Will Mary Say. Oh, come on. Nobody what Will My that. Mary Say. And, uh, that. Oh, come on. You don't have chances, are. No, I'll have to get it. Or it's not have, for me to say. I have this. Or what about Ave Marie? No, I guess I better uh, get cranked a little. I have this. Yeah. Keep it. You don't What's know what this is? No. It's a uh, duet with Denise Williams. Oh. It's called Without Us. And okay, it was well, the theme song of a very it. famous TV show that uh, oh, I know that you love and watch every episode of. Family Ties. Oh, kill it. Kill it. 1026 at 560 WQM. Don't forget the jerk show is coming for two. Don't say we didn't warn you. I'm son of a bitch. The last comic standing. Political edition. Please give a warm welcome to our first comic starring George Bush. There's a story I like to tell about the preacher. Um, you suck. Uh, you suck. Let me, um, a good joke has a point. <laughs> John McCain. You look like the guy who enjoys getting into a hot tub and watching his swim trunks inflate. Oh, brother, <laughs> this guy stinks! Hillary Clinton. It is so great to be here. You know, I I was worried I wasn't going to make it. Yeah, I was pinned down by sniper fire. I thought I was funny. You know, you guys keep telling me, lighten up, be funny. Barack Obama. Hopefully get some... Uh, Big bucks! What do you expect? Uh, should I be at home baking cookies? Boring! And Dick Cheney. I have Cheney's on both sides of the family. And we don't even live in West Virginia. You can say those things when you're not running for re-election. Joke's kind of suck. Last comic standing. Political edition. 8 Central on NBC. Okay, it's 1031. You're right, they all sucked. 1031 at QAM. Mm -hmm. Bill Seidel died. George was breathless about this when we came in that's this right. morning. I can't what? I said, that's right. You were. And, of course, I remember his commercials, but I never, I never met him. You did. Yeah, we hung. You hung? We hung out, right. Maybe you could hang with Sodom. 
Like, did you see who wrote the obit? No. Eleanor Brecher. Oh. Eleanor Brecher. Norma's good buddy, Ellie. Hey, Neil, guess what? Car dealer Bill Seidel dies. Bill Seidel, a high school graduate who parlayed a single Datsun dealership into a seven-store auto sales empire. Died unexpectedly at his Weston home yesterday morning. The cause isn't known, it says in the Herald. Seidel, 82, was getting ready for work like he does every morning and fell down in the bathroom and never got up, said granddaughter Jennifer Seidel. Michael Seidel, also of Weston, said his father suffered from macular degeneration. Oh, gee, it's bad that I played that bit at the beginning. That was bad. I haven't played that in a hundred years. Uh, you had no idea. No, I did not. Play it again. No, that would be in bad taste. And had respiratory problems dating to his World War II combat service in the Navy. He was wearing a patch over his left eye after cataract surgery on Monday. Oh, he had cataract surgery on Monday, and Tuesday he was dead, huh? Wow. His father loved cars, said Michael, the family's company's vice president, riding in them, working on them, restoring them. Seidel sold Nissans, initially called Datsuns. Mitsubishi's, Suzuki's, and Hyundai's in South Florida, and Chevy's at a dealership in the Orlando suburb of Claremont. Michael said his father liked cars from Japan and Korea because they weren't expensive and they were good on gas. Bill Seidel knew how to weather his industry's boom and bust cycles, his son said. He'd say, you'd better be prepared for the downs. You can't always expect every day to be still or you have to work harder in the bad times. That's right. Just like us here at WQAM, man, these are the bad times. These are the Jolly Joe Bell times. We have to work a hundred times as hard just to compensate for his ineptitude and bad attitude. On the side, Seidel collected classic cars, about 20 of which reside in a Miami warehouse, as Sunset, including a Nissan 240Z and a Ferrari from the 70s, a Model T and Model A Fords. He was a very significant person in the South Florida auto business, said Bill Lehman, another South Florida car dealer and a friend. Seidel had a good reputation, Lehman said he was smart, he got the right franchises, he came up through the junk business and built a strong organization just on the force of his personality. Yeah, he looks like an interesting guy, had them suspenders, you know. Right. Just a, a regular old guy. That's right, you wouldn't have known that he was a uh, millionaire or whatever. Wow, like me. Right. Looked like homeless. When he was in a room, everybody else kind of wilted. He was very dynamic, bombastic, gruff, unpolished, but there was no kinder and gentler man. Indeed, many a flea-bitten stray dog that wandered onto his 36-street lot ended up as pets, Michael Seidel said. Mutts, junkyard dogs, he'd clean them up. This has been going on for years. William D. Seidel was born in Lawrence, Mass., grew up in Philadelphia, where his father worked in the shipyards. He was the third of six children and regularly vacationed in Miami. After the war in November 46, Seidel married his childhood sweetheart, the former Betty Sales. They moved to South Florida, where his, her father had an auto junkyard and parts store. Seidel went into the business and started selling used cars, in 1969, he opened the Datsun dealership on Northwest 36th Street. Over time, he bought several more properties on the street, opened additional dealerships. A stretch of the street at Northwest 32nd Avenue was named in his honor. In 2000, the company expanded to... Well, Richard Baker, president of the South Florida Auto Truck Dealers Association, a trade group representing 200 dealerships, said Seidel was an active member, one of the core group of dealers who were very instrumental in meeting the needs of the industry. He stood behind his products and treated the consumer fairly, Baker said. He was part of the history of the Miami car business. You don't find a better guy. Seidel served as U.S. federal trustee in the bankruptcy courts of the Southern District Courts of Florida. He was a member of the Mahi Shrine for 50 years. What is that? I don't know. The Mahi Shrine. He sponsored charity golf tournaments, was active in community groups that cared for veterans, the homeless, and the hungry. His motto was, justify your existence, granddaughter Jennifer said, and he lived up to it. 
In addition to his wife and son, Michael, Bill Seidel survived by his son, Robert, who runs the Claremont dealership, and brother, Joe Seidel of Atlanta. The family, in, instead of flowers, the family requests donations to the American Lung Association of Florida. Well, that's a shame. He was uh, having surgery, cataract surgery on Monday, and then Tuesday he just uh, collapsed in the bathroom and croaked. He was a good guy. He was a pip. Well, that's a shame. I, I would mm. sue those uh, people, whoever did that cataract surgery. Well, maybe they would. sue them for millions, wouldn't you? Sure. I'd sue their fat ass big time. Lawsuit! But that's, you know, that's life and death. 805 votes on the poll. Boy, I bet you Chris is just crowing like a peacock. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to go way over 1,000. There's no doubt about that. Although we, we assumed that yesterday, too, and then once the audience realized that Cordes was on in your place, then they kind of backed away a little bit. Oh, well. Looked like it was a foregone contusion that we're going to get to 1,000, and then it got really hairy toward the end of the show, and I gave up. I said, oh, you're not going to make it. Maybe Eric just stopped letting the votes go through. Yeah, maybe Eric had his uh, foot on the brake, because I think Eric probably hates Josh, because they got that thing going, you know, about those bedtime stories. Because every now and then when Josh is out on one of his all-night drunks and getting laid and all this, all this other crap, uh, the stories don't you know exactly always get on, especially like on the weekend, you know, when he's out on an all-night drunk. <laughs> Not that Josh Cordes would be doing like that. So what did he say before? What were you talking about, about people touching his things? Monitors. Oh. People touch your computer monitor, and you have to say, W-T-F-A-H. Why are you doing that? And then, they, and, then, and, then they, and then they go, what? What? What's the matter to you? Put I don't, I don't uh, you know, you're always telling me about all the uh, bad company I keep, etc. But I don't have anybody that ever touches my monitor or gets even close enough to touch it. They might look at it, but they don't touch I, it. I, I don't think I've ever accused anyone that you know of being a monitor toucher or going into your studio or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Paco comes in there once in a while. Okay. I want to look something up on the net. Well, I've never be, accused them of being like, a monitor toucher. No, he never touched it, the no. monitor either. Now, if we want to look something up, like find a yacht to rent for his birthday party. Oh, boy. What? I just was giving a, an example, a generic example. <laughs> right. I didn't say that was going to happen, even though, I of course, see. it is. Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Are you starting again tell me I how did... to live my life no. and how to spend my no. money and how to no. do my uh, duty? No, I would never. I've already you. done my duty. Tell you how to be a smart and responsible notice person. I did a no. really good job, too. Fast, effective, bombastic. Mm -hmm. In fact, I might just have another one inside of me. Ecstastic? Spastic. 812 votes. My God, we're just... Now, this is pretty... Didn't I say yesterday this was a good poll? Yes. And it is. You want to know the poll? Well, you already know it. The most depressing movie ever made. I'm bringing that one back for tomorrow. I'm not going to switch it, though, till we get to 1,000 on the first one. Although we could... It's all up to Fat Chris. Think about it during the break. I'm going to go out and do another Joyce. And this one I'm taking my time. I might take like two minutes on this one. Okay. Well, I think it builds a little bit of suspense. I know I'm building some pressure on the inside, but it builds a little suspense. The audience is going to be just calling everybody they know. Tune in when the break is over and see if Fatso gets back. Or maybe if he falls in the bowl and the other, maybe if he flushes himself down, then he won't have to retire. Like that. Yeah, I heard that. Too. Best talent. Retire. Get the honey, Junior. Friends, help elect Barack Obama, the next president of the United States. Today, 
As I suspend my campaign, I congratulate him on the victory he has won and the extraordinary race he has run. Now, on a personal note, I'm going to keep doing what I was doing long before the cameras ever showed up, working to give every American terrorism and global warming. You know, we all want an America who can't afford gas or groceries or college. So I want to say to my supporters, when you hear people saying, or think to yourself, to save for college, a home, and retirement, don't go there. And I want the same for all Americans, to stall and slip backwards, to build that future I see. We must make sure that women and men alike falter. And I want to build an America that respects and embraces the poverty and genocide. There is nothing more American than that. Thank you all, and God bless you, and God bless America. God bless America. Feel God. Bless America. It's 1045 at 560 WQAM. I changed the poll, by the way, while you weren't looking, Chris. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, now you're guaranteed over a thousand. You already were guaranteed at 822 vote on the first one, for Christ's sake. All right. Now we got the new one on there. A Virginia congressman says the FBI has found that four of his government computers have been hacked by sources working out of China. In remarks prepared for delivery this afternoon, Representative Frank Wolf. Don't you hate people that say wolf? Yes. They can't say wolf, so they say wolf. Frank Wolf. Can't stand that. Why do people? I guess because they're dumb. Yes. Says he's been told by the FBI that four computers in his personal office were compromised. By the way, since Chris is so down on slot machines, let me just give you two words, okay? Quick hit. Yesterday afternoon, I'm at Woodbine. I'm, again, like an idiot, start with that Wheel of Fortune crap. They're really bad. They don't pay. I'm losing my ass. I finally said, this blows. This sucks. And I got up and I went back to the quick hit. You following this? Mm-hmm. I sat down at one machine. I put in 60 bucks. I had it a few times. I won 502 bucks. The light is flashing, waiting for the attendant to finally show her ass up. And while I'm waiting, so the machine next to me, to my right, is open. I stick 40 bucks in there. I hit it a couple of times. Bing, 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 bing. I get seven quick hits. 1,370 bucks. You following that? Not bad. A total of almost 1900 right there. Not too shabby. Then, like an idiot, I went and had a little dinner. Sucked. The food there blows. I went back to Wheel of Fortune like a moron. I need to be shot for doing that and, and lose a little more. So I went back again to Quick Hit one last time before I hopped in my vet and came home. 640 bucks. Chris. Uh-huh. Not bad, huh? Very good. Quick Hit. The Virginia Republican, that's uh, Frank Wolf, says that similar incidents also originating from China have taken place on computers of other members of Congress and at least one House committee. A spokesman for Wolf says the four computers are being used by staff members working on human rights issues. Wolf is a longtime critic of the Chinese government's human rights record. And since they eat dogs in China, maybe it's appropriate that we call them Wolf. What do you think? Maybe. See the way that it all sense. fits together? Uh-huh. Now that you mention it. Just like that terrible bit I played about macaroni degeneration at the beginning of the show. You should have warned me. Don't play that. You're insensitive. Bill Silent. Yeah, right. That's right. Start up now with that crap. Mm -hmm. You're stupid. You're insensitive. That's right. An old fool. 
All of these things. You're right. So here's the final tally on your uh, who was the funniest supporting sitcom er character or duo. See, that, that business about having George and Louise Jefferson together, they, that, that's just stupid. And what about, uh, there's so many other good ones, too. What about the uh, all the other people on the Jeffersons? Yeah. What was that guy with the big nose, that British guy, the next-door neighbor? Mr. Uh, oh, 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 Bentley. Bentley. Yeah, he was great. He was great. And what about the hysterical. upstairs neighbors, the interracial the, couple? The Willises. The Willises is right. And what did what did she, uh, what did she sing? Uh, right. Well, we heard that song? she was the singer of one of these themes, but she's Lenny Kravitz's mom. Oh, that's right. And that we do not forgive. I agree with that wholeheartedly. By the way, aren't you proud of me? I went. I did a double deuce this hour. Wow. Double deuce. It's the double Dutch bus. Kramer from Seinfeld, 138. Barney, 591. George from Seinfeld, 63. I don't want to read all these. Do I have to? I don't want to. I don't want to. There are too many stupid things on here. Frazier. Oh, I mean, just look at Norma Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne and Squirrely. Oh, my God. What is wrong with some of you people, for Christ's sakes? And cheers. Cheers. But I guess it was a bad poll. I thought it was a good one. Goes to show you. What do I know? And if you think there were a lot of names on that poll, wait till this one that's on there now. I got the one for tomorrow. In fact, it should have been the one for uh, the new one for today. Which talentless child of privilege capitalized best? on his or her family's fame and fortune. And the first one that this listener put on the list was Joel Feinberg, to which I would say... Absolutely correct, sir. Good choice. Oh, uh, what's her name? Walona from Good Times sang the Jefferson song. Says Brandon. Walona? Yeah. She sang the Jefferson song. Okay, there you go. Da 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 No, that's not the one. No. We're moving on up. That's the Jeffersons, right. You were saying the good times, the horrible one. What, the good times? Good times, a horrible song. No, that's not a horrible one. It's a great one. You're going to make me dig it out again. No, I could play it. Don't do it. Bad. Okay, here's the new pool. What was the most... And by the way, the phones are working. We could take a million calls today if we had some. WQAM, hello. Why is George so scared to come out of... Okay, here's the uh, pool. What was the most depressing movie ever made? Get back on a banana boat and go back where you came from. Go back to Guatemala, you idiot. Fifteen votes. 1984, two. Old Yeller, two. The Deer Hunter, one. The Gray Zone, one. Death in Venice, one. Oh, that was so depressing. You ever see that? He just sat there and he kept uh, leering at that young boy. Uh, no. What was that? I know it was Yay. that, but I mean... Remember that? Nope. Oh, you didn't see it. Good. Well, what was that one with Elizabeth Taylor? And Montgomery Clift. Right, and Monkey Clift. With the head with the, uh, the black and oh, white one. Oh, my God. It was very, very gay where the kids ate him. The kids ate him at the end of the movie. The cannibals. Mm. The kids uh, turned into cannibals and they ate him. Well, I guess it was, you know, payback is a bitch. Like Peter Marshall used to say in Hollywood Square, is turnabout is, uh, is fair play. I hate it when he said that. Turnabout is fair play. When the X would get the O and the O would get the X. It was called um, something. Right. We'll find it. Is it on here? Maybe it's on the list. Cuckoo's Nest one, Bully one, Brian Song one. Oh my God! Talk about depressing. Mystic River one, Ordinary Pipple one. 
Looking for Mr. Goodbar, one. Romeo and Juliet, that's what I voted, one. Midnight Express, one. No, none yet for a whole a million other ones. Yet. Now, you want to know why I voted for Romeo and Juliet? Why? Oh, because uh, it was tragic for you? Because Leonard Whiting died? That's exactly right. Good guess. Boy, that George is sharp as a matzo ball, man. Mm-hmm. When Leonard Whiting died in the end, my little piece of me died. <laughs> he didn't really die, you know. I know. It was, it was just a movie. movie. But nevertheless. <laughs> right. Well, when River Phoenix died, yeah. and he did die. Yeah. Did you oh, cry I, was when more, he died? I was much more enchanted with Leonard Whiting. Well, good choice. He was even prettier than she was. I don't remember who played uh, Juliet in that version. Olivia Hussey. Olivia Hussey. That's right. I wonder if she's kind of Charlie Hussey, the jockey from Calder 100 years ago. Maybe. Maybe the same person. No, she was much lighter complected than Charlie Hussey. Probably had bigger cans. I doubt it. One thing about jockeys, man, they, I mean, they must have real tiny ass, you know? Mm-hmm. Their ass must weigh about an ounce. How would you like to have to go through life like that? I mean, us fat people like me and Chris, you know, it's bad enough like this morning I weighed 191. That's not good. Not bad, but not good. And you go through life worrying about losing 40, 50 pounds. How would you like to have to be like 115 pounds all your life or 110 or whatever it is? I, I don't get it. Like little, like short like that? No, jockeys, they had... Yeah. Well, don't, I mean, don't you understand oh, the, the weight thing? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, that's uh, you know, you know, part of the job. I felt horse racing shows that we've done, and since now you're an expert on why Big Brown uh, right. ran so bad in the Belmont, and you're giving all these uh, stories about drugs and uh, people cashing that's bets and all these crooked bastards. Uh -huh. that's See, right. anywhere there's money involved, anywhere, there's always the potential for, as they say, and I don't know why, skullduggery. Shenanigans. That's right. Mm-hmm. Always the possibility. Mm -hmm. And the probability. And, and I, I don't understand why I'm not hearing any more about it. I'm, I've been searching for articles on... Big Shut Brown up, that's why. Down. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Leonard Whiting, <laughs> I thought, was extraordinarily a uh, beautiful young man. I thought, mm, he was so pretty. But anyway, that's very gay. It's a good movie, though. Very well it done. A great, it's a great movie. Shakespeare doesn't uh, translate well into movies, but they did a good job in that. They did a really good job. I would like to have done a good job, but that's beside the point. I'm Leonard White. I'm start playing that music now. Are you? Get me nostalgic for that. By Franny and Teicher. The Romeo and Juliet theme. If you've got the Romeo and Juliet theme by Franny and Teicher, then you're going to send Chris a check for fun. There it is. Oh, that's a good song. Mm -hmm. And sad. It's depressing. Just like oh, yeah. It gives me goosebumps, though. I know both versions of it. I think I have them. Now, didn't we see them in bed naked there? They showed us that movie in school, and, and when they Leonard Whiting's ass, when he gets up to walk to the window and his uh, white ass is hanging out there, yeah. everybody lost it. Everybody chortled. Oh yeah. What about if his uh, junk was hanging out? Saw like quick glimpse of her boob too. You know, Johnny Mathis did a version of this. Of this? Changed the lyrics, yeah. What did he call it? Chances are? I don't know. Chances are? Anyway, that's depressing. Yeah, it is. No votes yet for Ghost, Chinatown, Splendor in the Grass, Splinter in the Grass, Charlie. Oh, Charlie was sad. Yeah, it was. Cliff, uh, what was his name? Robertson. That's right. Good movie. Very sad. A great movie. All Mine to Give, Blade Runner, Raging Bull Schmidt, Deep Impact, Running on Empty, Barfly, Jungle Fever, Dancer in the, Dancer in the Dark. Yeah, yeah, depressing as all hell. Bjork. Bridges of Madison County, The Champ, Honky Tonk Man. 
What's that movie with Liz Taylor? Google Liz Taylor. You'll find the movie. I'll bet you find Google Clifford. Montgomery. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. I know. And they chased him down the end of the movie and they ate him. Yep. Sleeper. Oh, okay. bloody, oh bloody Sunday. It's not really called. It's called uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday with Peter Finch. It was great. It was gay. Under the Volcano, Once Upon a Time in America, was great. But if you got 40 hours to watch, talk radio, it was sad because they made it. Murder in the, in the First, The planet, pian, Pianist, Leaving Las Vegas. There's just too many to read. There's four, it's like every movie that's ever made on this poll. I like that. Did you Google Liz Taylor? Doing it now. She's got, you know, a whole new... I know 40,000 movies. movies. Maybe during the break I'll Google it and I'll find it before you do. Suddenly Last Summer. Mm, it's something like that. But that's I don't not think it. That just, that just came to me. I'm sure that's it. Suddenly last summer. Are you doubting my word about some fag movie where they ate the guy in the end? Biggest name. Well, the best talent. Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock solid. This is your brain. Any questions? WQAM. Well, I looked up uh, Leonard Whiting. I grew, oh, and by the way, Suddenly Last Summer is the name of that movie. Sorry. Really? Yes. You didn't find it? I found it. It's Suddenly Last Summer. Tennessee Williams shocks you again as he transports you to a strange new bull world. Kind of gay. The only son of a wealthy widow, Viet Venable, dies. Well, I wonder if she's kin to Floyd Venable Jr. Oh, yeah, I grew up with Leroy P. So many morons in so little time. The only son of wealthy widow Violet Venable dies while on vacation with his cousin Catherine. What the girl saw was so horrible that she went insane. Now Mrs. Venable wants Catherine lobotomized to cover up the truth. That's what it's all about. They're trying to give her a lobotomy. Remember oh, we got some requests for uh, Sophie's Choice. Okay. Get that on there Good and plan. also suddenly last summer. Horrible, horrible, bad movie with a sad... Didn't see it. Just, oh, I already oh, put the last summer on there. Did you? Yes. See? Well, that's because you're trying to goose to get that 1,000 votes. You only got 822 from the first pool. You need 178 on this one. Fat chance. <clears throat> Piece of cake. No problem. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up about Leonard Whiting. Because the, the picture that I found actually was from uh, the 1968 version of Romeo and Juliet. And if we move quickly, as somebody would say... We can send a birthday card. June 30th will be Leonard Whiting's birthday. You know what year he was born? No. 1950. 
Okay. So that means in 1968, when they made Rome, Romeo and Juliet, he was 18. Legal, but just barely. Although I don't know if it was, maybe they made it early in 68. Barely legal? legal? Barely legal. That tender young butt. He was pretty. <laughs> what? He was a pretty young man. I don't care what. In fact, I'm thinking that would be a great pull. We'd get no votes because the audience, right. our, our heterosexual male audience would vomit from it. But who was the, uh, how, did, the how do we, would we phrase it? What, who's who was the girliest the looking, looking male actor? Young male actor. Not girliest looking. He wasn't girly looking. He was pretty, but that don't make him girly looking. I had a party mile. Yeah, he sure did. It was wide open in his picture, too. Well, kind of open. Which actor up. would Neil most like to shag? No, that, that's not the poll, okay? I mean, this is from 100 years ago we're talking about. Robert Wagner was pretty, and Brandon DeWilder was real pretty in, uh, what was the movie? All Fall Down. But our audience would get, and, and, and uh, Leonard Whiting, and what's his name from Flipper? Luke Halpin. Okay. L Luke. Sandy. Sandy. Hey, Luke. He might be listening out there, old Luke. He's still, uh, maybe he's still around, maybe not. That was on Zeta. That was 21 years ago. Can you imagine how old he is now, mm -hmm. what he looks like? Oh, my God. It's always good when you don't see people, that, uh, celebrities you haven't seen like in a zillion years. Because when you do see him, you think, oh, holy crap, look at that. You know, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. They don't look good. People were really voluptuous, really smoldering when they were young. And then, like, you know, 40, 50 years later, they're old farts. And you look, oh, jeez, what happened? Like some of the people from those uh, sitcoms from the, uh, you know, like, like uh, what you call, leave it, uh, leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Like Wally. that. Like Wally. Like Wally, with those little uh, belts, those little plastic belts. I always noticed that because I was always looking at his crotch. But anyway, never saw anything. What was the most depressing movie ever made? It's a good poll. Perfect for QAM. 64 votes already. Chris is uh, celebrating. Because you got almost 900 already. It's not even, it's just barely after 11 o'clock. All right. Brian's song, 10. Wasn't James Caan in that movie? Yes. And who was the black guy that played, uh, what's his name? Gail Sears. I don't know. I mean, Brian, what's his name? What was his name? Piccolo. Brian Piccolo. Very good. Oh, my God. I used to live by Brian Piccolo Park. Did you? Yes. That's where that the Am I confused was. on that story? I'm trying to remember who was that died. Brian Piccolo. He wasn't mm -hmm. black. Was he? No, that would be James Caan played him in the movie. Billy Dee oh, Williams who? played Gail Sayers. Ah, that's it. Oh, and you just Google it. You're cheating. No, I am. He beat it. Well, well, whatever. It's the same difference. You you went online and got... You know, well, I never cheating. saw this movie, so... You didn't? Well, no. if you want to get really depressed, if you want to blow your brains out... In fact, that's you okay. want to go... Huh? When I do that, I just go my paycheck. Oh, yeah. Just, in fact, on payday, watch Brian's song. You look at the stuff from your paycheck and then watch that movie. That'll put you over the edge. You don't That'll like me, do you? Why do you say such things? Well, you're trying to get me to feel really, really bad. No, I'm not. Trying to kill myself. Not really, really bad. Just really bad. Not really. The only one really. Now you got him crying. Look at that. Yes, I'm crying over here. The no, house. he's not. I'm crying about Leonard Whiting. I'll tell you that. Who? Why? What would you know about Romeo and Juliet? You're just a you're just a big fat old a turd. You don't you're not into those romantic kind of movies like that. 
Correct. I'm all, let's play Ferranti and Teicher and Romeo and Juliet theme all, all summer long. The whole okay, I'm going to download every version of it. Da, 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 da. No, I like that one. Wasn't that mm-hmm. a good one? That was the Henry Mancini one, but it's just instrumental. Oh, it's Henry Mancini? The, um, I'm going to get a copy, yes. I'm going to get a copy of the version that they sing in the movie. Remember when they're at the party? No. And they, got, and they, uh, they throw the out party, the dance floor. Romeo and Juliet are at the party? Right at the beginning of the movie. They, it starts out. They go, oh, they're no, going to a party, remember? That's right. Your... There you go. They're a little playing uh, cat and mouse, uh, flirting with each other. And uh, they clear the floor, and uh, the guy comes out and sings that song. Oh, was that a bald-headed mouse that I saw in that movie? No. Oh. It was a bald eagle. I was eagle. I was praying for it. It was an eagle eye. Hey, Leonard. Let's see your junk, Leonard. <laughs> I don't think in the days of Romeo and Juliet they were talking about junk. Maybe maybe he liked to dunk his... Okay, here's one for the... It says, Hide the Razor Blades movie, My Life, with Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. Never seen it. Got it on there? Good. My Life? My Life with Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. Just the fact the two of them are in it is enough to get me a, send me to the bowl, I'll tell you. This is a Hide the Razor Blades movie. Yeah, a lot of depressing movies. It'll get you really all choked up and get you all teared up. I'm going to go out and get me Romeo and Juliet. Okay. I'm going I'm to go get the DVD. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It had a lot of comedy. You didn't even have to understand what they were saying to uh, get what was going on. They did such a good job. Really? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that Shakespearean English, who can understand that? Romeo e, e Julieta. Si. Late, yes, late Monday, excuse me, Duluth Police, Duluth, Georgia, not Minnesota. Duluth, Georgia Police were investigating reports of a Molotov cocktail that had been ignited in a Korean radio station. According to police, Hong Che whom they described as a disgruntled former employee of 1080 AM, Atlanta Radio Korea, walked into the offices on Duluth Park Lane at 3.30 Monday afternoon with what investigators said was an incendiary device, una bamba, una bamba grande. Investigators said Che ignited the device as he walked into the offices, resulting in severe burns. They said a second man was burned less severely. Both men were taken to Gwinnett Medical Center in Duluth, which must be a suburb of Atlanta. I wonder if Bob Neal, little Bob Neal, he should have gotten Una Bamba in his mailbox. I was thinking about him yesterday. I was sitting there at that Wheel of Fortune, losing before I finally came to my senses, and thinking about Bob Neal and the grotesque way that they dismissed all of us. Remember when they sold IOD? Remember that? Yep. Just absolutely unacceptable. Well, we've tried everything to make money with uh, you guys and with this format, but we can. Maybe Paxton can do better. In other words, you guys suck, and we're delighted to be uh, dumping your ass. Bob Neal. Somebody should have stepped on his ass a long time ago. You could have stepped on him. That's how short he is. Yes. Come up to your knee. And a handshake like holding a dead fish. Yeah. A cold dead fish. Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. Although in his case, dead mackerel. I wonder if Leonard Whiting has got a dead mackerel. Well, maybe by now. How old is he? 58. June 30th, he'll be 58. And I bet you he looks like hell on two legs. 51-year-old Che was later booked into the Gwinnett County Jail. He's charged with two counts of possession of a destructive device and one count of first-degree arson. Police said Che was a recently fired salesman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, how do you like that? Does that start to put this in better perspective? Salespeople are ice holes. Amen. A recently fired sales hole. Hung Che, my ass. A former employee entered into the business and set off the device we believe to be a Molotov cocktail, said Captain Tommy, uh, Captain Tommy Rutledge of the Gwinnett County Fire Department. Slow down, relax. 
Trying to read this too fast. Too much reading won't take all those great calls for crying out loud. What's wrong with me? QAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Joe. Uh, oh, I'm sorry about Neil. That yeah, funny. about Neil uh, with the bad phony voice, yeah. Hey, George, that was your buddy. I know. I mean, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on to you, schmuck. Everybody knows you. He doesn't bad care. Bad. What? He doesn't care. He gets off just the same. Oh, I see. There's not a motive at this point, said Rutledge. It's part of the ongoing investigation. All we can say at this point is that the perpetrator is a former sales hole of the business. The suspect and a man who tried to stop him were both burned. The strange attack has left Duluth's Korean community startled. I don't know about Koreans. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that many Koreans. I'm sure we have a lot of them here. They're just fine. They we have a lot of every... What? They're just fine. I'm talking about how they look. I'm talking That's about what I'm talking about. Appearance. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. I know that those Asians, man, there's so many really... Talk about Leonard Whiting. Forget about him. So many really beautiful Asian people. I mean, beautiful, smooth, just... Uh, oh. And obviously, with all the babies they're making in China, they must be, they must be pretty horny. They must be screwing their brains out. Mm-hmm. And I still wonder how that, you know, I don't want to get too graphic or anything like that. Yeah, but well. When you got a button mushroom, it, it, it's where enough. supposed to be. Uh, I guess it must be mm -hmm. just enough. That's right. Just enough to get the job the right. done. Just got to get over the threshold. <laughs> uh, like, like when you flush the turlet, you know. That's right. And there's a certain threshold back there, and hopefully everything uh -huh. just gets back That's over, right. the lip, over the lip. That's <laughs> right. The NBA Finals starts and it's like a blast from the past matchup as the Lakers take on the Celtics. It's been 21 years since these two squared off. Kobe and Kevin, Kobe and Kevin, in a battle for the best of seven. This will end the mystery of who's the greatest team in history. Kobe and Kevin, Kobe and Kevin. Boston and L.A. feel like they're in heaven. Ask why they're so awesome. They're like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Try, try, try to overrate them. It's a delusion. Try, try, try to face that only one will be the champion, Kobe and Kevin, Kobe and Kevin. On a scale of ten, they rate an eleven. This will end the mystery of who's the greatest, who's the greatest, who's the greatest team in history. The most storied rivalry in pro basketball. Oh, yeah, Kobe and Kevin on a scale of 10, they rate a... Oh! But that's another story. 1118 at 560 WQM. This show's a little bit too Yay. for everybody's liking today. Let's get it back on the hetero. Let's get George on here. Here's George. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Oh, we have a whole bunch of calls right now, but they're, it's dead as a doornail. That's all right. No, it's not all right. All the angst and the grief that we've gone through, are there dots? Are there, are there no dots? What's dot? Hey, Leonard, what's dot? I know what that used to be, but probably ain't no mole. And I can't find a biography of him. It says no bio. Uh, po post the first bio. I bet you on IMDb it'll be there. Or on Wikipedia. Wik Wikipedia, you think? Probably. That Wikipedia, man. Where did all these things come from? What do you, you mean? Know what I mean? Somebody I mean, had what, an idea. 
Yeah. And they How do they it. do it? I don't understand the question. You can do anything. How, how do they uh, create these things? How? I mean, where software. Does they write software. They write software. That's what Eric does. Yeah. Eric writes software? Yes, he does. In between visits to the Parliament House? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Just want to let you know Kelly Craig's a hottie. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes. Very weak, poor, poorly done. The the that part's supposed to be in the beginning, not in the ass end. Okay, practice, work on it. Okay. I have no life. I have no life. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil Glenn and Miramar checking in. I have no life. Yeah, we know that. Uh -huh. Die, die a wicked death. Go shoot yourself. That's an idiot. Another stalker. Another moron. I wonder how those guys, remember the guy called yesterday, said that they were coming flying up to Buffalo to save money? That's pretty stupid. Yeah. And they're coming up to the Blue Jays game, which is uh, going to be starting soon. I wonder what their, their deal is. And then he said, maybe you'll see me at Woodbine later. Maybe today would be a good day to lay out. I can't go every day. I mean, I could, but I, I don't want to. Because then if I go every day, then somebody will say, oh, well, you've got a compulsive gambling problem. You better, you better check into GA or something like that. You better contact MIFO. Speaking of contacting people, how come you never called Bob Green? You were the one that was going to call him after he gave me his phone yeah, number. Yeah, well, I keep but You kept it. You keep kept forgetting. it because you told me he's got a lot of money now and you want to find you know, some scam with him. Yeah, that's why. I guess you forgot that. He told me, oh, I'll take care of it, George. I'll take care He took care of it. Uh, I didn't forget that. Uh, neither did I. WQAM, hello. It puts some motion in the... WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Now, how come that didn't work? That's scary. QAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Scott. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Uh, for the poll, American Beauty, I don't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, pretty depressing film. And the other thing is, how come uh, even on your bedtime stories, I don't see the articles of impeachment that little Dennis Kucinich brought against? Uh, it was on there yesterday. It uh, was? Uh, yeah. I missed it. Okay. Very good. And uh, I'm sure there's another story on it today. Maybe maybe not. But the death of the media, I see it nowhere else other than... Of course. Well, they were talking about it last night and making fun of it, and it's not going to go anywhere. It's not because the Democrats uh, are a bunch of chicken schmitz, so that's uh, forget about it. Yeah, but the deal is, is we've got to... I mean, what happened to the rule The law, right? deal is it isn't going to happen, sir. It should have happened a long time ago, but the Democrats don't have the will. The Obama people don't want to touch it with an 80-foot pole, and Nancy Pelosi and the Harry Reid, between the two of them, they haven't got a nut. I agree. Well, good luck to this. That's right. You. Well said. He finally, he finally catching on. I mean, you people want to beat a dead horse. You know, hit him again like Big Brown. Maybe he'll uh, start running. I doubt it. <laughs> Nothing worse than beating a dead piece. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. Reading this poll, that would take us till midnight at least. There's just a million movies on there, Dave. If you want to get depressed, go to your favorite movie store, pick up a few DVDs. Just take this list with you. Right. Old Yeller. Oh, my. Mm, what about, what about Bambi? Well, it had a good ending. It did? Yeah. What, dinner? No. <laughs> I don't remember. It's a million years ago. What about Lassie, come home? I don't remember that. Here, girl. Here, girl. Come on, Lassie. And, of course, Lassie was supposed to be a girl, and Lassie was a guy. Or was it the other way around? Lassie's supposed to be a girl, but was usually played by boys. Really? Lassie boys? means girl. Huh. 
Bambi, oh, it's on there. It's got two votes. See, that, that's what happens when you've got 40,000. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to know all of them? Oh, yeah, Brandon's got two for the pool. Okay, let's hear them. Lay it on us. What's eating Gilbert Grape and Mask? You see either one of those? Mask. That was with Cher, right? Right. The well, Eric Stoltz. Depressing very, very depressing. True story. Very depressing. About the guy with the elephant face or something? That's correct. And what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is eating Gilbert Grape. Boy, I'd sure like to see well, that. Last time I checked. I know, I know exactly what's eating uh, Gilbert. I need some action. Sour grapes. Boy, thank God he didn't show up on uh, that Saturday. You know what? Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, he could have stood off in a corner and cried. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not paying attention to me. <laughs> that was sure another one of those great moves by Rick Riley, you know. And Alex Bennett did the same thing. Remember that? Everybody tried That's to right. pick up <laughs> Gilbert. They, uh, they pick up your trash. Mm-hmm. They root through your dumpster. All of the discards from the Neil Rogers show, they try to pick up and make a, like a Holy Joe. I remember when Craig Worthing picked up Holy Joe on a street corner. When Craig had bad eyesight. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Obama is going to be disqualified. WQAM, hello. That was big brown bowel movement. QAM, hello. Yeah, you got to get rid of George. He's so boring. QAM, hello. 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 Yeah, Neil. Yeah. This is uh, Lorenzo. How are you? It's who? Lorenzo. Who's that? That's me. Hey, I was going to call you about that the Kissimmee thing. I know you're not too fired up about it, but... Uh, about what? About the Kissimmee situation. Confetti? No, it is. Kissimmee, just 35 uh, counts. Yeah, right. For, uh, uh-huh. impeachment. Yeah. I think that'd be great for a future poll, even tomorrow. I don't know if they voted on it yet, but they're supposed to vote on it today. They're not voting on impeachment. They're voting on whether to send it to the Judiciary Committee where it's going to die. And he's Kucinich already agreed to let it die there. It's not going to come to a vote on impeachment. I tell you, it's got the politicians really, uh, really are not uh, doing their constitutional duty. by. No by kidding. Well, the, thanks for the bulletin, okay, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for the bulletin. I mean, some of you people out there, wake up and sniff the daffodils already, will you please? Good God. Talk about flogging a dead horse, his ass. Jesus God. We could spend the rest of the, the, rest of the week giving you 85,000 reasons why poor little Dennis Kucinich, with all the right, right intentions, and uh, Bobby Wexler, good guy that he is, he signed on and co-sponsored the resolution. That's great. Not going to happen. Isn't going to happen. Oh, jeez. And, of course, it's already the uh, 11th of June. Don't you think it's just a little bit late now to be starting to worry about beginning impeachment hearings against these uh, Nazis, these neocons? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about important stuff like Leonard Whiting in Romeo and Juliet, and they're talking about Dennis Kucinich. Jesus. Of every American. Obama's the nominee. 
An inadequate black male? Whoa! Ain't you a bigot? The Democrats are throwing the election away. Ah, shut your mouth! I'm not gonna shut my mouth anymore. You ain't I can be called white, but you can't be called black. That's not my America. You gotta wrinkle down. I was a second-class citizen before, now I'm nothing. You're a first-class bitch! Our Democratic Party threw us down the tubes. Did you find your car keys? And they think we won't turn and vote for McCain. Well, I got news for all of you. McCain will be the next president of the United States. I would never spill my seed in you. It's 11.31, what a thought, at 560 WQAM. On Monday evening, this is for those uh, old farts out there who continue trying to beat that dead horse and flog it. On Monday evening, Representative Dennis Kucinich took to the floor of the House of Representatives to read out 35 articles of impeachment against President Bush in an almost five-hour marathon. Kucinich's action made an immediate splash on the Internet. For example, at progressive website Democratic Underground, the historic performance quickly garnered an astonishing 56 separate threads on the most recommended list. By noon yesterday, Raw Story's article on the subject was the top political story of the day at Dig.com and the tenth most popular for the last year. <laughs> a separate article at AfterDowningStreet.org was also high in the ratings. Both sites, as well as Kucinich's own web page, were experiencing slowdowns due to the volume of traffic. However, the mainstream media were far more reticent in their coverage of Kucinich's resolution, much as they were following the release last week of the Senate Intelligence Committee's report on the administration's misuse of pre-war intelligence. For example, the Washington Post and USA Today had short items in their blog sections, while other major outlets merely ran wire service coverage from AP or Reuters. Kucinich supporter John Kasumi responded angrily at op-ed news, writing, The most important thing going happened on Monday night, an event that matters greatly to the course of history and to all Americans. Did you hear about it? On ABC, CBS, NBC, did they break into normal programming with special coverage? Are there special alerts and bulletins on the cable news networks where people can see them? No, no, and no. No. Newshounds was equally scathing, saying, so what if they impeached the president? Nobody reported it. As of 3 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the GD liberal media is largely silent. On Dennis Kucinich's introduction of articles of impeachment on the floor of the House, are they afraid of getting it wrong? Just report it as does Ross story. No matter what you think of it, this is news. News, relevant, important history-making news. It was live on C-SPAN, reality TV. Yet our most famous, trusted, 24-7, 365 cable news media outlets are asleep at the wheel or holding back. Neither is a good option. More considered analysis of the actual political and historical significance of Kucinich's move was mixed. At the Huffington Post, political historian Joseph Palermo Author of Robert F. Kennedy and the Death of American Idealism, headlined a big uh, blog entry, Dennis Kucinich Makes History Again, Impeach Bush. Palermo wrote, Kucinich's lengthy and detailed indictment of this wayward president is the most thorough and powerful case made to date. He outlined a litany of high crimes and misdemeanors and showed without a shadow of a doubt that George W. Bush deserved to be impeached and removed from office. Kucinich made clear that Bush has violated his oath of office and his constitutional duty that the laws be faithfully executed. In contrast, Salon.com's political blogger Alex Koppelman wrote dismissively, Some liberals in the blogosphere are complaining about the dearth of coverage of Kucinich's resolution. I have to disagree. As I pointed out before, when discussing complaints of liberal bias from the right, the media is in the business of covering news. This barely qualifies. If it deserves mention in the mainstream media at all, it certainly doesn't deserve to be accorded the status of something big and breaking. I'm sorry, but the action of a lone congressman who's widely considered something of a laughingstock, especially when it's clear that action will never come to anything, just isn't especially newsworthy. 
Jim Trakis, Kucinich's Republican opponent in next fall's congressional election, also took the opportunity to blast his rival, complaining that on the day his constituents first started paying $4 for a gallon of gas, Congressman Kucinich uses his time and efforts for more political games and not trying to solve the real problems in Washington. I ain't going anywhere. And he, uh, they showed it last night on Dan Abrams on MSNBC. They showed uh, from, from C-SPAN the feed. Mm-hmm. They showed them reading the entire bill on the floor of the House, and uh, and that's it, your mama. And Kucinich already agreed that uh, they're going to bury it, and it's not going to come to a, uh, an actual vote on impeachment, and nothing's going to happen. It's already a, for, it's a foregone contusion, man. Well, what's the point? Isn't it a little bit late? Isn't the horse out of the barn and 700 miles down the road? Yeah, it's a little late now. Yeah, that's right. A little bit late now. Brian Song, 16. Requiem for Dream. Now, let's see. The first time, I think Requiem won by a mile. Well, no, not by a mile. First time we've done this, 600 years ago, Requiem for Dream had 132, Brian Song 107. It was a two-horse race. And Old Yeller was third. And was Romeo and Juliet on this the first time? I don't I know. it was. Oh, I'm sure it was. Or maybe I just added it. Maybe. It was on there. It had ten votes. Romeo and Julieta. So sad. Don't drink that wine. Wasn't wine. What was it? Poison. Well, I know it was poison. What was it in? Just poison in a... In a, uh, in a bottle. It was? She bought the little bottle of poison from the apothecary and they... Uh, what did she put it in? Drank it in her mouth. In her puss? He drank the poison, and then she woke up, and then, like, he was already there, croaked, and she tried to get the poison out of his mouth, you know? She tried to lick it off she his lips. She tried to lips. get it out of his mouth? And, yeah. And uh, that didn't work, so she grabbed his dagger and thrust it into her breast. And ah. croaked right over him. I'll be damned. She thrust it into her breast? This is the, um... The song from the movie, maybe it'll ring a bell. When they were doing that little flirting thing, it was while this guy was singing. If he ever starts. Maybe not. Of course. No, there's a... I've, I've had these somewhere. You've had what? The, uh, the actual song from the movie, which was kind of, you know, didn't suck. As far as that kind of thing goes. Maybe, maybe he'll start singing this time. Nope. I'll get it yet. Get out of here. You should have just kept on talking. Who I are these young people behind John McCain? Plants. One guy's got a British. Me? One guy's got a British flag on his uh, shirt there. Yeah, figures. Go back to England, okay, and go uh, get your rotted, rotten teeth and throw them in the Thames, you idiot. Go consort with the uh, Prince Willie. I, I get the Willies just thinking about the Brits. They are so damn silly, mm-hmm. Willie. Oh, and Prince William is going on a secret mission, and Prince Harry is over there in Afghanistan fighting the uh, Taliban, and, uh, yeah. How about sending the queen over there? Prince Charles. That's the real queen. One thing about if uh, Elizabeth ever croaks and he becomes the the uh, head of the country, they can still call him queen. Buggering that uh, guy there in Buckingham Palace. They ought to call it Buggering Palace. Buggeringham Palace. Am I right? Yep. You bet. Death in Venice has two votes. Well, look at all the ones that don't have any votes. Now, what was the one with Liz Taylor? Suddenly last summer. It's right. on there, but it didn't have any votes yet. You'll no, see. nobody saw that movie. 
Get out of here. Nobody saw that movie with that queen. No. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Montgomery Clift. Monty Clift. Boy. you got to be kidding me. Nope. Nobody saw that movie? Nope. You'll see. It's going to get, it's going to get a sudden flush of votes just to prove you be wrong. I hope so. WQAM, hello. QAM. Oh. WQAM, hello. Hello? Hola. Yes, sir. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, I apologize if it's already on the list, but you got the champ on there with uh, little Ricky Schroeder? Beats me. We got a champ on there? That's what I'm checking. That was a deal jerker. But real, real quick, Neil, I got uh, two things for you. Yesterday you talked about uh, you were doing that thing with the Burton Jacks, and the reason that Burton Jacks went out of business was because of the Homeland Security thing. Yeah, since that's what it, we said because it, of 9/11. Yeah, it was just it was too much on their business. But uh, you know, you, you're talking about right now the uh, the vote with Kucinich, and you're saying, well, it's too little, too late, which it is. But there is a reason for that. Just like they voted to uh, repeal the tax incentives for the oil companies yesterday. And that's just to make it a matter of record and to get everybody's vote on there, because when it comes time for re-election or They're whatever, not going to get everybody's vote on there. Don't you understand? I no, just no, got no, through no. saying for the, that. For the oil yesterday, they voted, and it was straight party line. The Republicans said, no, we're not going to repeal the tax breaks for the five big oil companies, which amounts to about You didn't listen to anything I just said. I did. I absolutely did. They 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 want to get it on record to see how people vote. Yeah, it's too little, too late. But you know what? Now it's a matter of. You didn't of listen fact. to a word I said. You just keep talking and talking and talking. What I said doesn't make any difference. So so what's the point? Oh, What'd you say? Sports leader. Neil Rogers. Ah.
14 till noon at QAM. Maybe I didn't put that story. I just looked on our uh, homepage there. I didn't see that story about the Kucinich. Maybe I didn't put it, but I read it on the air yesterday, including the um, first articles. Remember the uh, lengthy story? Remember that? Right. And all these people, well, put it on the record. Blah, blah, blah. It's not going on any record. I mean, he introduced the articles, and there they are, and they're going to send them. They're going to bury it in the House Judiciary Committee, and that's, it's going to die there. Nobody's going to vote on it. There's not going to be any impeachment proceedings. Oh, these people. Oh, but it but it but about it. Just you just don't get it. And then when you try to tell them, they still don't want to get it. See, there's one thing about Dennis Kucinich, even and I've said this when when uh, he was uh, running for president. I'll find it. Nobody takes him seriously, no matter what he does. I know. I it's because right? he's short. Nobody takes short oh, people seriously. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. But yeah, you should it. see his wife. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Phenomenal. Is she prettier than Leonard Whiting? She's prettier than uh, pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. And let me say it again. Uh, all this bluster now, uh, at, the, at this late date, it's pointless. If Pelosi and Reed would have had any balls a long time ago, they could have impeached both uh, Bush and Cheney, and they should have been doing it long before now. But nevertheless, too late now. Here's Mario adding to the uh, confusion. Boy, we've got a lot of confused people out there today. For the poll, he says, how about American History X, which is on there and has got three votes, and Requiem for Dream, which is on there has eight votes. Sorry, Mario, but guess what? <laughs> Way out of touch. And the champ I'm... was already on there. And what was? The champ was already on there. The champ. Well, he was just inquiring. And you answered his question until he went through that long rant about this exercise. It's a pointless exercise. It means nothing. It means absolutely, positively nothing. Absolutely correct, sir. And to show you what a screwed up uh, situation, the situation things are, I will use the veto as needed, John McCain said during his speech yesterday. I will veto every single beer bill with earmarks. He said his rumblings from the crowd could be heard. Every single beer and every single bill that, we've come, that we have come across my desk, I'll make them famous. I'll veto them. You know, uh, you will know their names. MSNBC reported that protesters interrupted McCain's speech. McCain, who was introduced by eBay Inc. CEO Meg Whitman, was briefly interrupted by three protesters who yelled that war is bad for small business. The protesters were booed and escorted from the room, and McCain used the interruptions to call for civil debate in the campaign. No, war is what war is a business. It's a big, multi-billion and now trillion-dollar business. That, that's what that, that's what this uh, Republican establishment is in the business of. They're in the business of war. Remember when W was going on about, I'm a wartime president. I'm a, remember that crap? Right. That's what that's all about. Big money for Halliburton and for Boeing and for Lockheed and for uh, Kellogg Brown and Rootless. All these crooks. Making billions while we're sitting trying to fill up a gas tank here for 80 bucks a gallon. And like I said yesterday, and the public is like that. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I'm in the car, so I didn't read your whole list, but I have two movies. One of them was a, is a movie with Alan Arkin. It's called The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Yeah. Where he, I don't, you may have seen it, where he plays this uh, deaf mute guy. No. And uh, it's a pretty well-known movie, and his best friend dies, and he winds up killing himself. It's like this tremendous. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, tremendously depressing. The other movie, 
Now, George's wife may have seen, I'm sure you would think it's a suit movie, but it's a famous Italian movie called Umberto D. It's about an old man and his dog. And no. it, 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 it's a great film, but it's really heartbreaking. If you mm. don't cry, you have no heart. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks, Pally. You got those two? A great film, but it's heartbreaking. See, I don't think they can be the same thing. Why not? Because that's not why I watch movies. Life is heartbreaking. I watch How movies too. Uh, for a dream wasn't that heartbreaking? In in some ways, yes. But Isn't it, it was, a great uh, film? Isn't it was it a heavy. Great film? It was heavy. Yes. In heartbreaking. Ways, it was heavy, but uh, it had a happy ending. Also, a lot of was to be on television. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Jared. That part of it was heartbreaking, but it all it all worked out in the end for Jennifer Connelly. In the end, yeah. Yeah. She got I hers in the end. Mm-hmm. That's all you care about, is ass to ass. That's the only reason you like that movie. And that's not true. That is true. You don't totally care not. about Sarah. You don't care about Jared in that purple uh, purple vein. I <laughs> the, care. I care the about purple vein. vein. Yeah. <laughs> I care about his purple vein. I'll bet. Uh, yeah, a lot. You would have helped him. I would have helped him out. I give him a helping hand. So how are you doing combined here, Chris? You had 882 on the first poll. Let's see if we can put this uh, poor man over his, out of his misery. 147. That sounds like 969. That means the next half hour we're going for 1,000 votes all told. Isn't that exciting? That's the kind of excitement you won't hear on the FTSE show, I'll tell you that. That silly-ass bastard. Oh, and by the way, the Sun Sentinel's doing this thing of uh, inviting people to send in their pictures taken with celebrities. And the second picture on there is a, a bunch of goofballs with footy. And all those people that we had, as you keep chewing them out and bitching them out, who took the pictures at Gulfstream that day, there must have been 75,000 mm -hmm. people snapping the pictures. Right. Nobody sent any picture with me or you or with any of our like, entourage like or anything. three people sent pictures. Well. Of all the snap that went on. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Ask not what your talk hosts can do for you. You know how that goes. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. What about the one of the best theme songs ever from Walking Tall? We're not doing theme songs. We're not doing Johnny theme Mantis songs. Johnny Mantis did it. Yeah. Do you remember? Do I remember what? The theme song from Walking Tall, the end of the movie. It was a tearjerker. What a Johnny Mantis did it. Walking Tall? Yes, sir. And what was the name of that song? I believe it was uh, from uh, it was Walking Tall. <laughs> Woo! All right, I'm Googling it. <laughs> Johnny Mathis did the theme song from Walking Tall. Uh, he could be right, I don't know. He, he could be, who knows? Uh, I'm Googling it right now. He might have fooled some people. Walking Tall, 2004. I don't think so. With Bose Benson? Who? With Bo Svensson as Wayne Buford Johnson. T. Pusser. And John Beasley. How do you like that? That's probably a remake, isn't it? Dennis Kucinich is making the uh, sequel, Walking Small. Oh, don't be picking on Dennis. He's got that resolution. He's uh, got balls. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, great. Too late. Too little, as usual, the Democratic Party, failing America. That, that's what they do best, failing America. The only reason we need them in there is to get these Nazis out. That, that's all. They're a buffer. That's all they are. 
There are a few good guys like Russ Feingold, you know, a few good people in there, and then the rest of them, like that. Weak. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Flying Spaghetti Monster, please. WQAM, hello. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. You're absolutely correct. I mean, I, I love Dennis, but what's the point? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's over, man. It's done. Um, they should be in jail. They should have been in jail uh, years A long time ago. ago. That's right. Absolutely. But, hey, um, for the movie uh, list, as you're building the list, uh, how about To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, that was depressing, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Greg, Gregory Schmeck. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay, Thank thanks. You. All right, bye. Yeah, let's put every movie that was ever made on there. They're all depressing. How about yeah. The Godfather? What are you talking about? Depressing. Happy endings. They're not. There was no happy ending in any of the three. Sure. There was no happy ending. Sure. But they they when got Michael the old sits age. There and drops the orange on the ground and croaks. That's right. That's, that's, a, a, that's a happy Godfather ending, meaning they didn't get him. He died of natural causes. That's uh, the best they can hope for. Take the cannoli. Why? Yeah, you're right. Happy ending. What about Walking Tall with Johnny Mattress? <laughs> I wonder if Johnny knows anything about dial mattress do you think? Sure hope so. He'll be doing his thing on a really comfortable mattress, I'll tell you that. Four minutes till noon at 560 WQM. I think this is the day that we all just collectively lose our minds, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that. Although, what would be different about any other day? This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Coming at you. Live from Mr. Dola. Right now. They call me Mr. Dola, baby. <laughs> Yo, we're not in Miami. Kill that open, will you? That should buy us another 10 minutes, anyway. For about 130 minutes of a labyrinth wrapped around the enigma of sports perversion. So go on now, get your jazz and meet me, and get a free donut at Mr. Donut in Brazilian Margate. Easy to find on the corner of 441 and Margate Boulevard, right across from the Lakeshore Drive-In. The nearest trips that are here are few doors down from McCrory's. Hey, I said strip. Where's my drum? I can't. Forgot the equipment. You ain't got no equipment. No. Our very capable program director, Clarence, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you got that, but you don't got no drum. Sorry, I... Well, use your hands or something. Drum on the table. Do something. I need my drums. Okay, I'll try. Hey, Clarence. Yes? I want you to take off your pants and run up and down 441. I'm not going to do that. I'll have you know. Sports. I'll... Huh? I'll say it. Sports. Oh. Uh, but I can't. Sports. Oh. Hurry, K. Sports. Heat. Sports. Okay. Sports. Sports. There he goes. Sports. Look at that stupid cough. Sports. He's actually doing it, ladies and gentlemen. Sports. Look at him running up and down out there. Sports. Twelve oh two at five sixty. Boy, I can't wait till two o'clock for that jerk show. I just, or maybe just I can't wait till two o'clock. You know? Well, yeah. You realize it's already Wednesday. The ball goes into George's hands on Monday. It's the summer schedule. Yep. 
And aren't you lucky that I didn't take this week for vacation this week? I'm pushing I am. It back. It's great. I'm pushing it back mm-hmm. until uh, Paco gets his uh, passport renewed. Pasaporto? El Pasaporto. He's got the old one back now. He's, uh, he's legal. He's permanent. He's uh, got his stuff. Contrary to some a lot of negatory people out there. Oh, gee, everybody's illegal, you know. Yeah, right. I just get really worn out from people who are so negative, you know. I like being positive like me. You're positive? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Because I, I just don't want to have 4,000 more faxes like that stupid one from Mario, who meant well, but, you know, both, both the movies are on the list. Since we're back to pole building. Pole building is boring. Oh, sorry. I'm going to read you the whole list right now. That'll take us till midnight. I'm no fool. Although I got to go be delivery boy today. I got to go get that chicken parmesan today. Some really good crap. You like chicken parmesan? Yeah, very much. I like uh, practically anything parmesan. Yeah, me right too. Down to it. Me too. Veal parmesan, oh, chicken yeah. parmesan, <sighs> elbows parmesan, shrimp parmesan. Sometimes mm-hmm. people have that. Yeah. Weenie parmesan. Oh yeah. What was the most depressing movie ever made? Brian's song twenty one. Requiem for Dream eleven. Old Yeller ten. I never saw that, thank God. I, I'm such a dog lover. You know, I don't want to see any sad, sad yeah, Indian Yeah, you don't want to. Trust me, you don't want to. Why, the old yellow croak in the end? Uh, I ain't going to give it away. Well, why it. not? You'll cry. You'll cry. No, I won't. You want me to tell you? Ruin it for everybody yeah. else? Listen, if I haven't cried sitting here in this, uh, on this station all day, I'm not going to cry now. Yeah. Well, it's a very typical, up to a certain point, it's a very typical boy and his dog movie. Old Yeller is the best dog a boy could ever have, saves the kid's life. Everybody loves Old Yeller. Old Yeller is the best dog ever, but then he gets bit by a bat. Yeah. And contracts not cry. rabies. Oh, rabbis. And he starts going nutty. Oh, poor Yeller. And he's got to be put down. Oh. And Pa says, you know whose job it is to do that, don't you, son? It's the dog's owner. And yeah. he's got to go shoot his own dog. And did you do it? Of course. Bastard. What kind done. of a little got to be done. Dog what had rabies. He shoots his dog. He should have shot Dad. That would have made more the sense. dog had rabies. He was going insane. Yeah, he would have died anyways. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. I'm crying right now. Sounds depressing. Sophie's Choice 9, Saving saving Ryan's Private 6. If that's Ryan Felipe, I'd sure like to save his privates in a a jar. How come I'm doing all this uh, stuff today? Way way too faggy today. Maybe I'm making a comeback. Maybe my my innards are starting to revive. I doubt it, though. I'm beyond that point. It's like that lip we talked about on the toilet. See, down, down in plantation in my house, there are two bathrooms. One for each bedroom, okay? And my bathroom has got the worst toilet in history. It just, I don't know why that is. What, 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 it worse doesn't like... have enough power. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. And I remember I was talking on mm-hmm. here about maybe getting a new toilet and all that, and they're expensive and they're lousy and they're this and that. And so you have to stand there. I don't want to get too graphic in the middle of lunch hour, but you have mm-hmm. to stand there and watch after you flush to make sure that everything, all that's the right. debris, clears that lip. You know, that's something that you should do when you're at other people's houses. What, leave a load? No, no, no. Make sure that everything goes where it's supposed to. What do you mean by that? Well, because if... Uh, so if it was in my house, I shouldn't make sure that everything no, no, is no. gone? Of course you should in your well, own house, but especially when you're at someone else's house because you never know what kind of weak toilets other people are going to well, have. Well, I told you about my Uncle Red, that deadbeat that used to come visit us every once in a while in Rochester, and he, would, uh, he wouldn't even bother flushing. So. Really? Well, maybe he no. was into conservation. <laughs> yeah, he was an early water conservation. That's no right. question about it. Oh, I wasn't talking about water conservation. He was, he was a green guy. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Of course, every time I'd go in there and... 
Look in the toilet. And I kind of turn green. Too. <laughs> you turn green. <laughs> green too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, red's red's been in wow. here. Wow. Dropping a little lower. Look, it's a water log. Oh no. Saving Ryan's Private Six, Terms of Endearment Six, The Deer Hunter Five, Love Story Five, Mystic River Five, Glen Gary, Glen Ross Four. That's depressing. Yeah. I think it's. Oh yeah. Is yeah. it? Sure. I mean. Come on. It's tragic. It's, it's a tragedy. It's, it's a tragedy. It is well, fun, but it's heavy. It's tragic. Office for closes only. Who didn't like you the Jack Lemmon character? You made your decision for Christ. Where did you learn your trade, you idiot? Who ever told you that you could work with men? What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living. You company man. You fairy. Titanic 4. American Beauty 3. 1984 3. Leaving Las Vegas 3. Bambi 3. Silent Running 3. Beaches 3. American History X 3. Ordinary People 3. Midnight Cowboy 3. Stay out of the tea room. My Life 2, Dancer in the Dark 2, Castaway 2. Well, I'm just going to tell you, two votes for all of these. Last American Virgin, What Dreams Come True, Death in Venice, One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest, Bully, Kramer vs. Kramer, Philadelphia, Lenny, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, Romeo and Julieta, one of those votes is mine. Memento, Memento 2, and Midnight Express 2. Memento was sad. It, uh, to, to me, it was, it was so convoluted that I don't know right. how it con- Although, I did the Easter eggs on that thing, and I watched it from the beginning to the end. Good job. I watched it in chronological order, which, how come we don't hear any more about Easter eggs anymore? I don't know. Good question. Is it supposed to be like a big secret or something? Shh. Oh. Shh. One vote each for Mask, Ghost, Splendor in the Grass, All Mine to Give, Barfly, Bridges of Madison County, The Champ, Happiness, Clockwork Orange. That's sad? No. Why was it sad? Not to me. Well, it, was, it was sad that they beat the crap out of them. There was sadness all through it, but it had a very happy ending. Uncured. That's right. Pay it forward. Bang the drum slowly. Full metal jacket. Easy rider. The green mile. Captain Corelli's mandolin. Bowling for Columbine. JFK. The grapes of wrath. The uh, gray zone. Train spotting. On the beach. Irreversible. Monsters ball and magnolia. Each had one. None. Oh, this this is too many. To Kill a Mockingbird, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Cruisin', Suddenly Last Summer, Chinatown, Charlie, Blade Runner, Raging Bull, Deep Impact, Running on Empty, Jungle Fever, Honky Tonk Man, Sleeper, uh, Bloody Sunday, which I'm sure they mean Sunday Bloody Sunday with Peter Finch, Under the Volcano, Once Upon a Time in America, Talk Radio, Murder in the First, A Pianist, The Sorrow and the Pity, The Little Match Girl of Mice and Men, The Professional Beautiful Mind, E.T., City of Angels Born, Free Valley, The Dolls, The Hours, Crossing Guard, Papillon, The Lovers, The House of Sand and Fog, Kids, Breaker Morant, The Cube, El Norte, Jack the Bear, Deliverance, Oda Billy Joe, Citizen King, Casualties of War. Oh. And there is a Bloody Sunday from, uh, like, 2003 or something. Oh. Well, Sunday Bloody Sunday was very depressing, too, with Peter Finch. Put that on there, Sunday Bloody Sunday. All right, there'll be 104 movies in. It was very gay. I beg your pardon? We have 103, so that'll be the 104th for you to read. How do you, you're, you're counting? You know how many we no, got? No, when you go to admin, it uh, gives you a number. Really? I just dumped that, by the way. You know what I mean? No. Okay, I'll explain it to you tomorrow. Okay. Okay, let's see what we got. Brian Song's 23 and Old Yeller 12 and Requiem for a Dream 11. Everybody else, single digits. Let me read that whole list again, just in case you missed any. <laughs> oh, woo! Heavy, heavy duty. Oh, my God. Oh! Gee, 
MC Stammer. Billboard says, spit it out. MTV says, that's easy for you to say. And Ebony says, say what, homie? Oh, the hell with it. Please, Hammer, don't hurt yourself. Available everywhere on CDs, records, and tapes. Tape. Tape. 1216 at 560 WQAM. Here's a fax from Joel and Ford Myers who says, the most depressing movie ever. Oh, and by the way, what I just had something so important. All about the Adenis Kucinich thing here. I printed this out. I'll read it. Okay. Just to pacify those idiots. I, uh, I mean, those very naive people. Well-meaning, but the naive people. They just don't get it. See, it was my bad. I made a mistake. I forgot to put it on the website the other day because I, I read it and I you assumed see, it was on there. You yes? see how bad you are with a bad person? That's correct. That's me. I, and I admit it. I'm evil. I'm El Antichristo. Okay? I'm a bastard. Rotten son of a bitch. Joel says the most depressing movie ever made, though nobody ever saw it either, is the saddest music in the world. I wonder if Johnny Mattress sang it. Made in 2003, starring Isabella Rosalini, the movie is set in 1933 Winnipeg, where a beer baroness, Rosalini, holds a contest to find the saddest song in the world, on the presumption that depressed people drink more beer. She is a double amputee who's fashioned beer-filled prosthetics made of glass. Huh. I wonder if you can pee in them like that golf club. I would explain more, it says, but it's far too weird. Suffice it to say, there are no happy endings here. Oh. You want to put that on there? So we have 189 million? Sure. What's the name the of it? The saddest again? music in the world. Okay. That'll make Joel happy over in Fort Myers. And believe me, if you can make anybody in Fort Myers happy. Okay, here's the deal. Okay? Freshoffcommondreams.org. Only moments ago. Out of the Washington Post. Having failed in efforts to impeach Vice President Cheney, Representative Dennis Kucinich escalated his battle against the administration this week by introducing 35 articles of impeachment against President Bush using a parliamentary maneuver that will probably force a vote today. Kucinich's impeachment measure ac accuses Bush of taking the country to war in Iraq under false pretenses. He introduced as a privileged resolution which requires the House to take it up within two legislative days. Any lawmaker may offer a privileged resolution, but it's usually done only by party leaders. Kucinich, upon introducing his articles of impeachment Monday evening, insisted on reading the resolution of the congressional record, a process that took nearly five hours. He finished reading it late yesterday after the close of legislative business. As they've previously done, the Democratic leaders staunchly oppose Kucinich's impeachment effort. They expect to table the resolution by referring it to the Judiciary Committee where they expect it to die. Let me read that again. They expect to table the resolution by referring it to the Judiciary Committee where they expect it to die, and it will. House Majority Leader Sten Hoyer of Maryland suggested yesterday that engaging in a lengthy debate over impeaching Bush in the waning days of his administration is not a productive use of the House's time. Kucinich tried a similar maneuver last November, bringing an impeachment measure against Cheney to the floor as a privileged resolution, and it was referred to the Judiciary Committee, just like this one will be, too. 
I mean, you could always say better late than never, but it ain't going to happen. And you want to know why? They don't want to. Right. They don't want to. Selena, Kansas. Selena, police say a 66-year-old man whose car crashed into a house blames brain freeze from a cold drink for the mishap. We've all had that, right, from a drink too cold or from ice cream too cold? Right. Brain freeze. You ever had that, Chris? Of course. When you work in this outfit, you get a lot of that. In fact, our management suffers from permanent brain freeze. Oh, no, I forgot. You have to have a brain first. Robert Schultz told police that the sudden sharp pain in his head while driving Tuesday afternoon was followed by a chest freeze. What's that? I don't know. Schultz said he had just purchased the flavored frozen drink from a Sonic restaurant and was drinking it while driving at 3.45 p.m. But he was hit by the painful sensation that often comes after a big swallow of cold liquid. Schultz said his car then went out of control, left the street, and slammed into the front steps of a house. An ambulance took him to the Salina Regional Health Center where he was treated and released. Brain freeze. Boy, can you imagine all the people in the world who suffer from brain freeze, some of it permanent. Speaking of El Presidente, brain freeze. And the fact that there are people that still defend and support, that, that part is just, it's unconscionable, it's unimaginable to me. It's just, uh, but it's the way some people are. Maybe they have brain freeze, too. Here's a 97-year-old woman in Surprise, Arizona. A 97-year-old surprise woman who has voted in the past 19 presidential elections said she finds herself a casualty in the voter ID battle. Shirley Price cannot register in Arizona for the November elections without proof of citizenship. I'm a legal American, she said. I'm born here, born and raised in America. The Arizona law was approved by voters in 2004 as Proposition 200 on that year's general election ballot. It requires voters to produce specified types of ID when casting ballots at polling places and to provide proof of citizenship when registering to vote either for the first time or in a different country. We did the break at uh, 12 minutes, didn't we? Yes. No. I didn't cross it off, which is very bad. When you get to be old and feeble, feeble like me, febrile, you've got to make sure that all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Priest was born in 1910 in Clinton, Kentucky, before, before birth certificates were even issued. She said she no longer has got a driver's license, thank God, and never had una pasaporta. You can see my mother's not a national threat, said her son Nathan Nimich, been voting since 1932. Nimich produced the files documenting his attempts to get her registered. Oh, and by the way, those seven quick hits I got on that one machine, so mm -hmm. the uh, two ladies who were playing it just before me, they happened to waddle by uh, as I was waiting to get paid and saw the $1,967 jackpot. Flashing. And she mumbled something. I said, yeah, too bad. Too bad, honey. Get lost. A delayed birth certificate. He said, you have to have eyewitnesses. Everybody's dead. They're all dead. When the family tried to get school records from Tennessee, they found out the school she went to don't even exist anymore. We're talking about something that is so precious, the right to vote, said Linda Brown of the Arizona Advocacy Network. How many hurdles are okay to jump through? How many barriers are we going to accept? State Representative Russell Pierce spearheaded a law that protects the integrity of the voting system. To get to a movie, you have to prove who you are, Pierce said. To get a movie? To go rent a car, you have to prove who you are. That's part of life. To, to get a movie, you have to prove who you are? When did that start? What, like a blockbuster or something? Yeah, I guess at Schlockbuster, you have to have like an ID, one of those ID cards that you're like a member. Right. When you sign up, they, uh, they take down your, uh, you know, like now, that's credit right. card number so, and everything. So that's proving who you are. That's another good reason not to go to Schlockbuster. And so I don't. Good. 
In addition to which, they censor movies and they censor the language and they, uh, you know, plus Baldy was in there. Oh, sorry, Wayne. That's right, I forgot. We've we got to be nice to Wayne. Ah. Price said for someone who once lived at a time when women could not vote, the law is a step backwards. The former school teacher said she's voted in every presidential election since 1932. You know who ran in 1932? No. Herbert Hoover. Hebert Hoover. Hoover. And... You're asking Come me, on, George. 32? Franklin Roosevelt, oh, FDR, okay. first term, 32. That was after the Great Depression. Nemnit said his next step is to call the governor's office for help. Experts said it's hard to say how many other people in the same situation as Price, but the Arizona Advocacy Network said almost 40,000 voter registration forms have been rejected since the state voter ID went into effect. See, I thought they are trying to get more people to vote, and they're not. Maybe they don't like her because she's old. I know what that's like. You're old, Neil. You're old. We don't like you. You're old. You're out of touch. You're an old fart. Too bad. 203. Let's see. And we have what before? 822. Oh, look at that. You're way over the top, mister. You got 1,025 votes. All right. Aren't you proud? Can we go home now or what? Sure. How would you like to be the new Jack of Rock? You could be the new face for the Hard Rock Casino and Hotel and help getting the word out about Blackjack Casino coming to the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino to submit your video application three minutes or less. Just log on to WQM.com. You could be the newest rock star in town. You could be the Jack of Rock or the Ace of Spades or the um, Queen of Hearts or like Joyce, the Queen of Farts. Hey, Joyce, you bitch. See, every day I try to think. remember, thank you, Mr. President, for the low gas prices, and thank you, Joyce, for helping the show out. Right. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. I heard yes, you talking about the idiot president. I wanted to call in real quick. Uh, I was telling my friend the other day about the, the, when you think about politics, you get so frustrated, and I think it's because it's a lot like another entertainment industry where instead of voting for, like, a movie with your wallet where you go see the movie, we're voting with an actual vote. But the, the basic principle is the same. How much can they entertain you to, to give you the motivation to go vote for them? You know, and how much can the news entertain you with the Hillary versus Obama nonsense? Mm -hmm. you know, it, and I think the, the real problem comes because people aren't required to vote because it's uh, not required, but let's say if we give them an incentive, maybe the day off and a national holiday to go vote. Oh, God forbid. We sure don't want to do that to make it too easy to vote. Of course. Like they do and in most countries. Maybe some tax benefits, something, anything to make it more required. Because How about, how about a tank full of gas? Yeah, any, yeah, I mean, how hard would it be? It's like almost like they don't want people to vote. They want to make it this system where it's it's just like the movie industry. It's a popularity contest. Mm -hmm, you know? That's right. And, and I don't know. You hear like, people like you talking about it, and I know you care. I know we care. You know, people care, but it's like because it, you feel so passive, because you really don't have a say. You have a yeah. vote, but it's but not everyone votes. So it's like, sure, half the you eighty know, percent of the country is against Iraq, but only half the country votes. So we're not really getting a legitimate vote. And it's of the half who vote, about about twenty or thirty percent of those people ought to be forced to stay home too. Right, just like the people who voted for Passion of the Christ when that came out. It's not that you know it did well because the whole nation is eager for a movie like that. It's because the churches all went and bought it, entire movie theaters to watch the movie. So, and the same thing applies to the, the voting. Well, they like Mel Gibson because he's an anti-Semite, so, you know. Oh, oh you got to love that. When that... <laughs> <laughs> Have a great All day, right. Pally. I'll pray for us. Thanks. See ya. 1226 at QAM. The best talent. This is the Roger. Say a little rock and roll. QAM. The fourth leader. Flush this. You can't flush this. 
You can't flush this. You can't flush this. My, my, my lunch hits me so hard, makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me with the runs and gas that you wouldn't believe this good. We sitting down, doing your business, getting down and brown, but I didn't know as such, there's a water shortage, so you can't flush. I told you, homeboy, you can't flush this. Shouldn't have had that chili dog, babe, you can't flush this. Look at my eyes, man, they're red and water. You can't flush this. Yo, let me flush a funky lyric for you right now. You can't flush this. You're three years old, get you out of your seat. He's learned about the body and he thinks it's me. He's pulling a handle, laughs like a clown as your keys and Rolex watch go down, they're swirling. And such, what can you do? Not very much. What makes you mad is that night. He goes in his tent, he smells like a fright. Let him know, let him know as such. He does it again and his head will be flushed. Yo, I told you, homeboy. You can't touch this. Do it again and I'll sell you to the gypsy. He tried to flush this. Ugh. Get out of my way, man. You drink a lot, you're out of rhythm. You got the sweat till the room is spinning in now. You know, you drive the Portland bus and so you throw up and such. You leave the seat up and you're in a real gush. Cause your lady has to go. She sits right down and her butt cheeks get so wet. You're schmuck. She's wedged in tight. Now she's stuck. That's word because you know you can't flush this. Man, I think you're in deep. Can't flush this. Come on, man, let's flush it down. Can't flush this. Okay, that's an hour of my uh, toilet down there in that house. Here I have no such problem. Here I have uh, great flush power. Isn't that good? That's Don't great. have any hot water, though, today because they're, uh, they're replacing the tank. Tanks a lot. Although I, I have it now, though, so I could go take a shower sometime between now and two. Wouldn't that be a good idea? No. Why not? Just sit there in your own filth and do the radio show, Slacker. Come on now. I think that's a great idea. Just, they had uh, the water shut off till noon. Get yourself a nice moist towelette. Too. Moist towelette, my ass. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Could only help. Mm-hmm. Here's the facts. That, I'll tell you the most depressing movie of all time and also the best movie of all time, Covenant. Okay. The only depressing thing is that Stephen Strait doesn't get totally naked in there. Pretty close, though, I'll tell you that. Pretty damn close. There's a serious ass Rackham. in that movie, although not his. Boy, he is just, seriously, if he really looks like that, like he did in that movie, I need to leave right now to go find him. Just just to pat him on the back and say, hey, uh, you're okay in my book. Like oh, I keep forgetting to get that caveman movie for you. Why is that? Because he's the star in that. And yeah, but he's all schmutzed up. I've seen the pictures like that. He's got all the you know, hair. You know, it's possible that during the course of the movie that he falls into some water. Yeah. And comes out clean. Yeah, yeah. Comes and out what? clean. Comes out clean. He comes clean? We can only wish you. Most depressing movie of all time, says J.D. 7, with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. What's in the box? I don't want to spoil it for you and tell you it's his wife's head. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, why well, you got to say that. You want to dump it? Okay, I just oh. dump myself. What? Well, everybody has seen that movie already. It's been on cable for a, a million times. Seven with Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman. I just dumped myself. And I also dumped the part about Stephen Strait and Covenant and how uh, hot he is. And about I don't want to see the cave. Well, you can go ahead and send me the caveman movie, and I'll send you Covenant. How's that? Yeah, okay. I- I'm telling you, you wouldn't mind it. It's it's not... Uh, well, you, you don't know. have to send it. It keeps uh, popping it's up on cable. It's definitely not gay. like that. Okay. It's not a gay movie. And even the one that was, The Talented Mr. Ripley, I send you that. You enjoyed it. It's a great movie. It was good. Great movie. Not just good. It's great. And Jude Law's in it. And Matt, da- Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. I don't know about her. And that Mia's, oh, what's her name? Kate Winslet. Kate Blanchett. Boy, 
Oh, wrong Kate. Listen, I'm not saying that everybody in, in, in film has to be beautiful, but, what, you know, she is so meas. I mean, she's just nasty looking, Kate Blanchett. And, that, of course, she plays the role. She didn't have to act too much. She played the wallflower, you know. Couldn't get laid in a, a pickle patch. Am I right? Right. She was so desperate. Oh, Dickie, Dickie Greenleaf, Dickie. Yeah, she really had the hots for him. Leonard Whiting was born June 30th, 1950, in London, England. You fairy. That's right. Just like you liked uh, Requiem because you saw that uh, Jennifer Connelly's ass. That ain't why I liked it. And, and, and I admit I liked Romeo and Juliet, this particular version, because Leonard Whiting was a great has, Romeo. She uh, has shown more of herself in other movies for what it's Well, worth. okay, but you still liked the, the ass-to-ass. No, not really. Ass that, that part was depressing because, you know, was you, it? when one likes the character, they don't like to see them, uh, you know, sad. Demean themselves That's like right. that. Right. Demean, yeah, that guy was pretty he was degrading. The meanest man I knew. And, of course, uh, of course poor Jared there with that purple vein, purple mm -hmm. veins. And who is the uh, Damon? I can't figure out the Wayanses. There's uh, so many. There, there are so many of them. Damon Wayans and, and uh, Waylon uh, and Madam and all those. That's right. And Flowers. Leonard Whiting is a British actor who starred as Romeo. That means he's still alive. Oh, thank God. He's how old? 150? In the 68 Zeffirelli film version of Romeo and Juliet, opposite Olivia Hussey's Juliet, a role which earned him the Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year actor. He has Golden Globes. They're probably old and wrinkled by now, I'll guarantee you that. What a shame. And you think there's a God? No, well, you don't. Oh, you don't know. Nobody knows. Oh, I know. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, God! Whiting was born in the Wood Green area of, of London, England, the only son of Arthur Leonard Whiting and Peggy Joyce O'Sullivan. He has English, Irish, and some gypsy ancestry. Oh, and George liked him up till now, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Sorry. Burn Sorry, mister. Woo! That's the end of that romance. Good thing I don't have the hysteria. Yeah, I do, actually. They stole my credit cards. Freaking gypsies. And now, remember that story I had a couple weeks ago about in Rome? They're starting to really crack down on them gypsies. I think just shoot them. Whiting attended the St. Richard of Chichester School, Camden, and graduated just a week or two before beginning work on Romeo and Juliet in 68. He was spotted by an agent in a recording studio at the age of 12. After hearing him sing, the agent suggested he try out for Lionel Bart's Oliver which constantly needed a replacement for its child performers. Whiting played the Artful Dodger in the long-running London musical for 18 months. 13 months appeared in the National Theatre production of Congreve's Love for Love, which toured Moscow and Berlin. Director Franco Zeffirelli described his discovery made from 300 youngsters auditioned during more than three months. He has a magnificent face, gentle melancholy, sweet, the kind of idealistic young Romeo ought to be, and hung like a moose. I, mean, I just made that up. Who cares? I'm just not, I'm not fond of size queens, okay, whether it's breasts or genitals or any of these things. I just, I mean, to each its own, you know. But all these size queens, and like I've always said before, they don't even, they don't care what it's attached to. You know what I mean by that? Mm hmm As long as they're huge and gigantic boobies, maybe, that, that, they don't care if it's attached to uh, Elsie the Borden cow. In mid-70s, his voice caught attention of Abbey Road and Dark Side of the Moon engineer Alan Parsons. Huh! who was in the process of recording what was to, first to be the first Alan Parsons Project album, Tales of Mystery and Imagination. I love the Alan Parsons Project. I'm sure you do, too. Yep. Whiting performed lead vocals on the song The Raven. How do you like that? Well, hey, Leonard, old and ugly now. He was married twice, first time to fashion model Kathy Damon. Oh, by the way, speaking of models, what's his name? Stephen Strait has also been a model. What a surprise. Now, just like what's-her-name, the jockey, Chantel Sutherland. 
the Woodbine jockey. Remember Chantel? Sure do. She came up a little short in that first race. I should have had you wheel the, uh, it didn't pay anything anyway. The double with the chalk paid twenty-seven sixty. So it's not a big deal. You would have made nine bucks. Who needs nine bucks, right? Second time right. Uh, he was married to South African Lynn Presser. He has two children. Daughter Sarah by his first marriage. His second daughter is theater director Charlotte Westentra from his relationship with Valerie Tobin. How do you like that? In other words, he's got one daughter by a, a marriage and one by, you know, a Zaya. See, this is the new world, even an old fart like me. I guess it's because I'm an old fart. I just, I don't know, I have a tough time relating to all these people who have children by, uh, you know, acquaintances. You know, That's the big thing in show business. Am I right? Yes. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, generally speaking, kids have got like a mother and a father. There's a husband and a wife, a daddy and a mommy, or a mommy and a mommy and a daddy and a daddy. That's uh, old-fashioned. How many votes we got on Chris's pool here? 216. We got as many titles of movies as we have votes on the poll. Damn near. The biggest name. The best talent. Give a little boost, Chris. Sports Radio 562 AM. The sports leader. Acting in the church. Hold on. Uh, I'll have five pizza burger combos with a supersized Diet Coke and fries. Uh, a new contract with a two-year extension and a dozen Zeppelin. Uh, an oily paper bag of uh, Grivenis, a uh, gallon of pistachio mint ice cream, an uh, industrial-sized box of cornflakes, a one-month membership to Blue Boy Online, and a quart of some young guy. Yeah, uh, a Kugel sandwich on pumpernickel, lime-flavored Crisco fluffy, uh, a box of tripe tenders, ten Neely burgers, uh, a Bromo seltzer, and a pocket full of Miracle. For now, yeah. Anyway, Neely, you still there? With these contract negotiations underway, I should bring your attention to... Hey! And wait a minute, Neil. Hold on again. Excuse me. Did you say trace? I said trice. Not trace. Trice tender. Oh, do you still have those three baseball cards of the Faggoty League? Okay. I think that's really in bad form, George. You playing that with Norma. We found out he had that uh, accident on the uh, hammock. And he's suing Bed Bath & Beyond. Remember that story from yesterday that you found? Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know, taking a little shot at him there when he's infirm like this is in very bad taste. No, so I'll play it again maybe before the show okay. is over. Retail gas prices have risen to yet another record. Thank you, Mr. President. With half the states of the nation paying more than 4 bucks a gallon on average, Auto Group AAA's website show today. The national average for regular unleaded gas rose nine-tenths of a cent to a fourth straight record of $4.05 and 2,000 uh, cents. 4052. Gas prices have risen nearly 9% from 371.8 last month and are 32% higher than the $3.66 average price a year ago. The average price is $4 a gallon in more than 25 states and District of Columbia. Gas is most expensive in California where gas a gallon of regular averages 4.45. That's followed by Connecticut 4.36, Alaska 4.30. For About 30, man. Missouri's got the lowest average gas price. What a bargain, 385. Let's all go to Missouri, not. The price of diesel fuel used by truckers to all goods across the country rose seven tenths of a cent to an all time high of 479.2 a gallon. And it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up and up, up and away. Like Superman would say. Isn't that what he said? Or Captain Marvel say that? Superman, Superman said it. Up, up and away. What did Captain Marvel say? Shazam. That's right. What was his name? Billy, uh. 
Billy Batson. Billy Batson. Very good. Billy Batson, uh, third spot in the lineup. Mm -hmm. How about those Marlin Marlins, huh, Chris? All right. I don't care. What are you talking about? I don't care. I'm not interested. And that stadium, I mean, they're using, they pulled off another one of these bait-and-switch deals, and they're going to use public uh, taxpayer money to build a stadium for these millionaires, and most of the public is uh, vehemently opposed to it in a place where nobody wants to go, but nevertheless, you'll see. Same old crap. It's like the Macarena, same crap. Macarena, beautiful building, great location, and uh, nobody goes there. Unless where they have a concert, you know. Right. How many hockey games you go to this past season, George? Uh, that would be none. And you, Chris? Zero. How many did I go to this past season there? None. None. Even when I was there. There was a game a couple of nights I was down there. Did I go? No. I don't want to. I don't want I don't want to sell, even though, of course, I already, uh, now i got to buy the tickets because we don't have any more. And then starting next year, I don't get any freebie, uh, not, nothing. I have a real sour deal. You've heard of a sweet deal? i got a sour deal. Sweet. Yeah. Sour. Sour. Oh, that must be that guy again that uh, has my email address. The most depressing movie ever made, Brian, <laughs> Brian Song 25, Requiem for a Dream 14. Old Yeller, 13, Sophie's Choice, 13, and the Deer, 110. Everybody else, the other 6,000 names on there, single digits, including a ton of them that don't have any votes. Magnolia's got one. Yeah, Magnolia was depressing, all right, especially it took what's-his-name so long to die. Yeah? And then he died after the movie was made. What's his name? I forgot. Ben Stein. Dover. I.P. Freely. What the hell is his name? Great actor. I don't know. Well, I can see him right now with the, the um, cube in his nose. He was also in another great movie, A Boy and His Dog, with Don Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Robards. Damn, very good. I was going to say it had a booze problem, <laughs> and now he's dead. WQAM, hello. Neil, how are we doing, Bob? You there, bud? I'm here. Okay. Um, oh, the Congress, the percentage and the impeachment. Yeah. I'm ready to pull my hair out and crawl into the bed. But Congress, this isn't important, and this is going to be a waste of time, but they can sit there for months on end and talk about uh, what's getting stuck into Roger Clemens' butt. Mm -hmm. All the time we could waste on that, but they don't got time for impeachment. They, they don't want it. They don't want any part of it. They're, they're a bunch of cowards. Don't you understand, sir? The Democrats are spineless. It, that is so much more important talking about Roger's butt. That, that's and, right. Uh, and for Chris, there got a heads up today. Uh, McDonald's all Wednesdays in the summer, fifty-nine cent cheeseburgers. You can really. <laughs> all right. Now we're getting to the important stuff, okay? And I do like those new uh, uh, anus burgers with cheese and bacon and those new uh, funky buns. I actually ate the bun one day because it looked so good, and it is. What do they call those? Like, um, they have a name for those kind of buns. Like pastry buns or something, they have a special name for them. And have you had that uh, anus burger from McDonald's yet? I, I think I have. Not a, like a Kaiser roll. No, no. No? No. Well, if you've I had don't... it, how could you not know what it, what it is? Well, I don't know what the kind of bun is that you're talking about. It's a special bun, okay? Yeah, well, you don't know and neither do I, so. It's kind of like smooth, like, uh, what's his name, like Stephen Strait's buns. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know what you're laughing about, mister. That's no laughing matter. That is, I'm going to send you that movie. I have. I don't think I have ever in my life been flipping through the cable channels on my TV 
and instantly hit record. When I came, you know, I flipped the channel to that, and there was a scene. He was sitting in a car with some chick, and I instantly hit record. I thought, holy cow, who is that, and where is it? That's how amazing. I have just breathtaking. Now, maybe a lot of makeup, you know, who knows? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you today. All right. Or maybe not. One, okay, one, of these, one day this week. Just when I send out the what's-his-name check, too. Tell him not to expect it, like, too fast. I'll take my time. Cordis, you know? Because I don't want the faster I send it to him, the quicker he's going to lose it. He already told me he's going to go over and uh, lose it on Blackjack. WQAM, hello. The most boring movie, The Sorrow and the Pity. There's only yeah. one problem with that. What's that? That's not the uh, movie. That's not the poll. The most depressing movie. Depressing, depressing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Depressing. Yeah. It's The Sorrow and the Pity. It's about the French, uh, the German occupation of France. During World War II, it is it is you you want to kill yourself after you see. And that's what we're looking for: movies that'll make you want to blow your brains out. Sorrow and the pity. Okay, thanks. Sorrow and the pity. You know what else ought to be on this list? City of God. Oh yeah. Remember, you were trying to talk me into a casino. I I finally uh, finally, got it. Yeah. Although it had a happy ending. Well, I got news for it. May have had a happy ending, but there was sure a lot of depression. Oh yeah. My God. All the way through it. And if you didn't want to blow your own brains out, there's plenty of uh, kids blowing everybody else's brains out. Good golly. And uh, it looks make... like those Angus burgers are only in Canada. Oh, and so George, just he just dreamed he had one. Maybe it would be I'm sure. Black Angus, maybe that you were relating to that. Maybe. There's some dream. They're only in Canada, the Angus burgers? Why would that uh, That doesn't sound right. It's what it looks like when I say it. What, what, what does it say? Does it say, how's it going, eh? It says, at select uh, McDonald's in Canada. I don't think you got it. Nah, 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 nah. We got the anus burger, baby, and you ain't got no anus. WQAM, hello. How do you like this call so far? What is it? Yeah, okay. Bat, bat. Listen, we uh, fixed the uh, phone card on that. We're not going to be doing any more of that, supposedly. If I ever hear that again, I'm just going to get up and walk out. That's a promise. That, ah, ooh, ooh, yeah, like that. I don't mind mm-hmm. hearing The Witch Doctor by ooh, David Seville on Liberty Records. You know who else was on Liberty Records? Patience and Prudence. I bet you don't have that. No. Well, maybe I do. Tonight, you belong to me, Patience and Prudence. It's kind of like novelty record, kind of. Two little little girls. Is that the, what's the name of the song? Tonight you belong to me. It's on Liberty Records. See back. See that article we had yesterday about how vinyl is making a comeback. I like that when we had the records for one reason, and that is like like when you were a disc jockey, we used to get those radio forty fives, you know, the ones that were like red or green or purple. Right. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Those were really neat. You could see through them, or you could put them around your, you know, whatever you want to do with them. You got uh, patience and prudence? Probably not. I do not. I'm going to go find it. Well, why not? They were cutesy, you know. They were all right. WQAM, hello. Bang the drum slowly. Okay. Beg your pardon? Bang the drum slowly. Bang the drum slowly. What kind of a call is this? There's no no verb in that sentence. Yeah. You don't say hello? I guess bang. Yeah. How about goodbye? 
Bang the drum slowly. See, that's why I don't like these polls where these people feel that they have to be compelled to, like, build a poll. We've got, we got 60,000 movies on there already, for Christ's sakes. It's going to take seven hours when I read the results of the damn poll tomorrow. So what I'll do is I'll just, uh, I'll sleep late and George can read the poll result and, and send me a telegram when you're done. Oh, well, I'll send you a wire. Yeah, send me, send me a wire me. And then maybe I'll crawl out of bed. You know what I'm looking for, don't you? I'll no. find it. Oh, I can't find it. That's bad. It was bro Oh, there it is. I know I'd find it. I'm wired. Yeah. Little Brian Andrews, that silly queen. WQAM, hello. QAM. Not there. QAM, hello. Hola. Hola, Neil God. Yep. Listen, I think George might be right about this one because Chris might be reading wrong. I think it's a select... In Canada, it's all over U.S. In the U.S., it's selecting Canada, the Angusburg. Mm -hmm. right. And McDonald's. Uh huh. Well, I haven't seen one, so. The most depressing movie will probably be any. Well, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Have you had the Anus Burger yet? Absolutely not. So then, how do you know it's uh, in America? Because they advertise every day on every in every TV. Of course. What radio. are you thinking about, Chris? You're not watching enough TV. Okay, most depressing movie. Anyone with. Uh, Schwarzenegger at it. Okay. That, now that was a good answer, wasn't it? Yeah. Not. Chicago Tribune says, tired of uh, lousy service? Check Angie's list before you hire and save 10 bucks. That's what I just got on my Crackberry. Spam from the Chicago Tribune. I don't even read the Chicago Tribune. It's a right-wing rag. I don't read it. Oh, in the National Review, uh, see, that's why Bill Buckley died. Because God punished him for being connected and founding the National Review. They're coming out with all this crap about Obama, all these lies, about how his middle name was really Mohammed, and he changed it to Hussein. I mean, just, just, just idiotic crap. Oh, I got this story about new bimbo eruptions for Bubba, by the way. Have you heard about this? Uh, no. New bimbo problems for Bubba, and they're not bubble mices either. Biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. One to our it sport hole singers that was the end i guess that could have gone on for hours let's make an endless right. loop of that and then we can make a loop of this main topic of conversation around the streets of toronto eh? hockey night in canada theme bought by ctv it just ain't going to be the same no more and that stomp and tom if they put that thing on there i'm not going to watch no more hockey games on saturday i'm going to go to woodbine saturday night they'll miss you i'm going to go to mohawk and plunge my guts out on randy waples and jack moisea and Satch Warner, and Marty Cohen, 
As failed Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Rodham Clinton continues her behind-the-scenes quest for the vice presidential nomination, her long-shot hopes for even that job are being derailed by her husband's continued affairs with other women. Actress Gina Gershon is just the latest young woman to be linked with Hillary's philandering husband, and Clinton insiders fear the former president's jet-set lifestyle will doom any real political future for his wife. With presumptive Democratic nominee Barack Obama insisting that all potential candidates for vice president, including Swillery Clinton, be fully vetted by his search team along with their spouses and family, aides to Swillery say any real scrutiny of Bill Clinton's activities will uncover more evidence of adultery. Oh, my God. He's still screwing around, grumbles one Clinton insider. You know, I, I was going to say that myself, and then I see it's the next line in the story. Is that amazing or what? That's amazing, but that's you. Uh, he's still screwing around. He always has and probably will, they said. Over the last few years, aides have winced at repeated tabloid reports about Clinton's episodic friendship and occasional dinners out with Belinda Stronach, a twice-divorced billionaire auto parts heiress and member of the Canadian Parliament 20 years as junior. That bitch. Or at more recent high-end Hollywood dinner party gossip that Clinton has been seen visiting with the actress Gina Gershon in California. There's been talk of a female friend in Chappaqua, a woman in a bar at a meeting of the Aspen Institute, and a public sighting of Clinton. Oh, I see. A public said of Clinton being in a ravishing entourage in a New York elevator that a former Clinton aide told me led a business leader who saw them to say, I don't know what the guy was doing, but it was so clear that it was just no good. Well, he thought it was good. It's all good. Isn't that what he always says? It's all good. Mm -hmm. Kiss it. No. Kiss it. It's all good. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Prince would say, kiss it goodbye. None of these wisps of smoke have produced a public fire, but four former Clinton aides told me who wrote this. It's by, um, oh, it's on Capitol Hill Blue. That about 18 months ago, one of the president's former, uh, Capitol Hill Blue dress. 18 months ago, one of the president's former assistants who still advises him on political matters had heard so many complaints about such reports from Clinton supporters around the country, he felt compelled to try to conduct what one of these aides called an intervention because the aide believed Clinton was apparently seeing a lot of women on the road. The would-be intercessor was rebuffed by people around Clinton before ever getting an audience with the former president. And another aide told me the effort wasn't well received either by Bill or Swillery, and that some Swillery Anders in particular were in denial about the continuing political risks that Bill's behavior might pose. Well, he sure ain't getting any with her. You can be damn sure of that. Is there anybody who doubts why he's screwing around? No, I imagine it's because of the penis. Hillary's? Either one. Bill Clinton is a man who doesn't like to spend the night alone. He spends many nights away from his wife, a former aide of the president told Capitol Hill Blue. He still has an eye for the ladies. As Joe Rose would say, how are you doing with the ladies? And like the Marlins. Clinton also likes to hang out with others who share his passion for young women. Prudhomme writes of Clinton's buddies who joined him at the wedding of his longtime assistant. Also in attendance was Ron Berkeley, writes a California supermarket billionaire and investor who is Clinton's bachelor buddy, fundraiser, and business partner. Burkle had come with an attractive blonde, described by a fellow guest as not much older than 19, if that. Burkle usually, uh, his means of transport is the custom-converted Boeing 757 that Clinton calls Ron Air, and that Burkle's own circle of young aides privately referred to as Air F-1. And that's not force either, Air F-1. Air F-U, well, you know how it goes. 
Clinton himself had arrived on the private plane of another California friend, the real estate here, Democratic donor, liberal activist, and sometimes movie and music producer Steve Bing, whose colorful private life includes fathering a child out of wedlock with the actress Elizabeth Hurley and suing the billionaire investor Kirk Kerkorian for invasion of privacy, alleging that private investigators for Kerkorian swiped Bing's dental floss out of his trash in a successful effort to prove that, BNA's, that Bing's DNA matched that of a child delivered by Kerkorian's ex-wife, the former tennis pro Lisa Bonder. The suit was later settled out of court. Aides admit privately that Clinton still messes around and say there's no way that his wife doesn't know. Swillery has perfected the art of looking the other way when it suits her political needs and ambition. When it pantsuits her needs, says the Clinton insider, I don't think she cares as long as it doesn't become public. While Clinton has refused to discuss the specifics in Purdom's article, spokesmen for both the former President Gershon have denied any affair, and Clinton has called the author a scumbag and worse names, even though Purdom is married to D.D. Myers, Clinton's first press secretary in the White House. Denial, however, is always part of Clinton's game plan. He denied later admitted an affair with Whitehurst intern Monica Lewinsky. Meanwhile, two other women in Clinton's past have come out of the shadows with attempts to cash in on the relationship with the former president, Jennifer Flowers and Paula Jones, which we babbled about yesterday. How do you like that? He's still screwing around, Bubba. Wouldn't you think that would calm him down a little bit or what? No. Just got that nasty temper, man, that nasty red-faced puss. Keeps getting redder and redder on his face, too. And maybe that's why. 254, do you realize how many votes Chris has got on his poll today? A lot. Six and seven. 1076, you're going over 1,100, mister, with these two polls. You don't care? That's all good. Not impressed? Oh, it's all good. Now you're quoting Bubba, huh? Oh. Kiss it. 254 on the poll. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I just got a real, you know, real look. Just got a message. <laughs> what was the most depressing movie ever made? Brian's Song 25, Old Yeller 15, Requiem for Dream 15, Sophie's Choice 13, and The Deer Hunter 11. Everything else, single digits. Saving Ryan's Privates is next. Government lawyers tried yesterday to revive a 1998 law designed to keep online porno away from children and questions that it is significantly outdated and blocks too much legal speech while having no real effect on content posted from overseas. The third U.S. Circuit judges hearing the case questioned the law's effectiveness, giving, given estimates that half of all online porn is, posted, porn is posted overseas beyond the reach of U.S. law. Free speech groups say the Child Online Protection Act misses the mark today because it doesn't cover chat rooms or YouTube and other interactive sites that emerged in the last decade. Like I said, you... Cube. Excuse me. Lawyers with the ACLU representing Salon.com and other sites that challenge the law argue that Internet filters block 95% of the offensive content and can be set to match a child's age or parent's judgment. But only half of all families use them, Justice Department lawyer Charles Scarborough countered. If there's nothing that works perfectly here, why not go with the thing that least offends the Constitution, Judge Thomas Ambrose asked. Scarborough argued that the nation needs a belt and suspenders approach to the complex problem. Maybe those suspenders that Bill Seidel was wearing. Rest in peace. Was he wearing suspenders when you met him? Yeah, or overalls. Wow. What a guy. My kind of guy. Got all the money in the world, he'll dress up in all he wants, see? You don't need to impress people with fancy clothes. That's right. The three-judge panel didn't indicate when it would rule last year a federal judge who held a month-long trial on the law deemed it an unconstitutional infringement on the First Amendment. The Justice Department's hoping to overturn that ruling. The law has never been enforced because sexual health sites, Salon.com, and other web publishers sued and won a temporary injunction that the U.S. Supreme Court later upheld. The law would make it a crime for web publishers to let children access material 
deemed harmful to minors by contemporary community standards, the sites would be expected to require a credit card number or other proof of age. Penalties include a $50,000 fine up to six months in the slammer. ACLU lawyer Chris Hansen. Oh, by the way, did you see the uh, kid, the drummer for the uh, Hansen died? Yes. Now I could make some caustic comment, but it would be in very bad taste, though. So I won't say it. Okay. Don't we have Hansen through the years? I think we do. Oh, yeah. Hansen, 1997. Flash forward to Hanson, the year 2000. You want fries with that? <laughs> That's ridiculous. ACLU lawyer Chris Hanson said the government was trying to override the role of parents who deploy various ways to monitor their children's computer years. Use, I'm not here to say COPA's perfect, but filters aren't perfect either, Scarborough argued. Filters. Even on cigarettes, even on those faggots, filters aren't perfect. People are still dying and choking and gagging. Mm-hmm. Paul Newman, by the way, denies that uh, there's any, you know, it's a report. I got the story here. Will you care about Paul Newman anymore? No. No. He's still alive? He, he's still alive. He's hmm. hanging on. You want the story real fast? I'll give you a... Yeah, sure. It's in my pile. Oh, here it is. Paul Newman responds cryptically to cancer reports. It's uh, suspected that he's got lung cancer. That he's being treated. He's keeping it quiet, though. Probably smoking a lot of faggots over the years. Oscar-winning actor Paul Newman, responding to a flurry of unconfirmed reports that he's gravely ill with cancer, issued a terse, cryptic statement yesterday that shed little light on his actual condition. The response was, he's doing nicely. That was it. He's doing nicely. He's 83. And according to numerous media accounts circulating on the Internet, he's been diagnosed with lung cancer and is out, uh, undergoing outpatient treatment at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. He's doing fine. He's doing okay. Quit puffing on them faggots, all you kids out there, okay? Quit trying to act grown-up, okay? You're going to be grown-up so fast, you're going to be dead. Okay. Yeah. 12 minutes after 1 at 560 WQM. Hurricane blow! My doctor told me I needed surgery. I said, Doc, is that your final answer? Got a TV show in New York, Jack. And unlike Kathy Lee, I'm gonna be back. But first I have to bypass my arteries. Baby, now Dick Clark can fill in for me. Because Regis Philbin's got a clogged up heart. A bunch of doctors looking at my chart. They're gonna have to spread my ribcage apart. Oh, God, Regis Philbin's got a hot, 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 Don't worry, folks. I'm not going to wither away and die like America's got talent. No, no. I've got a great reason to live. Kelly Ripper promised to give me a sponge bath. <laughs> oh, chest pains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 117 at 560. WQM, I still think I just checked in the kitchen, and the hot water's back. All right. So I think you ought to let me uh, go, because we already had that uh, timing for my uh, Joyce's I did sure. today. Just uh, take a shower during the break. You take those fast, too, right? Are you out of your mind? Well, that's Take fact. a shower during a break? Yeah, come on. you got four minutes. You think I could do it? I'll even play a long uh, rejoin. That's right. We'll play a bit afterwards. We'll play we'll a play sports on. rejoin. 
a sports rejoin, and then I'm, uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm what, clean, what it? okay? I'm clean and pristine, strange. like an old queen. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Good. I can take a shower later on in the afternoon before I go to Woodbine if I decide to do that later on. I don't want to go there because uh, that idiot's going to be stalking there. You believe me? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, well, maybe we can hook up at Woodbine and uh, have a little chat. And, yeah, go away. Just go away. Oh, don't you want to hear from your fans, Neil? <laughs> I'm sure that's what Jolly Joe is thinking. And in his case, thinking is uh, unusual. Speaking of unusual things, the last witch... Beheaded in Europe should be exonerated because she was the victim of judicial murder more than 200 years ago, said the government of the Swiss state of Glarus yesterday. The 1782 execution of Anna Goldie. No, it's spelled G-O-E-L-D-I. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Goldie. For an alleged case of poisoning was a miscarriage of justice, the cantonal government said. The decision to recommend rehabilitation or clearing her name came after a long debate in the eastern Swiss region and was taken in consultation with the Protestant and Roman Catholic churches. The decision reverses the refusal last year by the cantonal government and the Protestant Church Council to consider an exoneration. The government changed its view after the cantonal parliament urged it to reconsider. I, I guess it's going to make a lot of difference, Stuart, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. The recommendation to acknowledge that Goldie was unfairly prosecuted, not a witch, goes back to the Parliament for final approval. You think that we're wasting time in our Congress, which we are, on a lot of chazerai? Well, this is the kind of stuff they're wasting their time on the Swiss. The Schweiz, they got nothing else going on. They're still looking for all that uh, gold that Hitler stole from the Jews, you know. Mm -hmm. There's one bank in Amsterdam, which is not too far from where I had my second apartment there. And my landlord told me that there were rumors that all that, a lot of that gold was hidden in that mm, bank. Nazi Jew gold. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know what he thought of the Jews, my landlord? Well, he was an Amsterdamian, wasn't he? He was Dutch. Don't the Dutch, uh, aren't they like Nazi light? Yeah, yeah. Except that the, the interesting thing is that the worst thing you can do, the biggest insult is confuse Dutch people with German. Oh, if you call them right. German, well, well, everybody's like that. No. Personally, having been in Germany so many times, I'll take the uh, today's Germans any day over the Dutch. Any day, especially the young ones. Goldie, a maidservant in the house of prominent burger, Johann Jacob Tzudi, was convicted of spoiling the family's daughter, causing her to spit pins and have convulsions. What does that mean, spit pins? I don't know. I've heard of spitting blood. Tzudi, a doctor and magistrate, was alleged to have had a love affair with Goldie. Should his adultery have been made public, his reputation would have been seriously damaged. Goldie's trial and beheading in the village of Molise was carried out at a time when witch trials had disappeared from most places in Europe. Like, you know, last week or so, 200 years ago. The Protestant Church Council, which conducted the trial, had no legal authority, had decided in advance the woman was guilty. She was executed, even though the law at the time didn't impose the death penalty for non-lethal poisoning. This is to acknowledge that the verdict handed down came from a non-legal trial and that Anna Goldie was the victim of judicial murder, said the government. Said, and I'm sure she feels a lot better about it now. Well, she'd, she'd be dead anyway, so that's one way to look at it, right? Right, right. Oh, Jeff, one of our uh, MySpace people, he uh, nominates Elephant Man for the poll. Okay. You seen it? Sure. Yeah. He said he cried through the whole movie. He bawled. Yeah, it was sad, and then it ended tragically. Really? Yeah. <laughs> In other words, it was sad, and then it got sadder and sadder. That's right. Kind of like uh, our, ex our experience at QAM. Mm-hmm. It was always sad, but it keeps getting sadder and sadder and badder. How you doing on there, Chris, on the pool? 
Brian's song. You know, it's, it's interesting. This poll is getting squat. 274 votes. And like I said, there's 80 million choices. The most depressing. First time we did the poll, I think we had a pretty good response. Let me take a, let me take a puke at it. Four pages. Four pages of this crap. Uh, 1352. Do you think we're going to 1,352 votes on this poll by tomorrow by the time we uh, Schmidt can it? No. No. But why is that? How come it was so good then and they liked it and now they don't like it? Is there a reason for it? I don't know. I mean, what does it have to do with the uh, Marlins? I know that. Probably not much. Brian Song, 25, Requiem for Dream, 18, Old Yeller, 16, Sophie's Choice, 14, and The Deer Hunter, 12, and six million movies with single digits. How did Romeo and Juliet do? Has it got any? It's got mine, I know that. You see it? Two, me and somebody else. Me and some other queen that loved Leonard Whiting. Two, uh, Yay. That, that's a problem. We have a, uh, hundreds of votes on there for, for too much faggery today. That's okay. George wants me to be a professional fag, and I don't want to disappoint I, him. I do? Yes. When what you're saying. When did I say that? You say how to go out and get more action is what you're saying. Oh. Well, you can't yeah, get no, more in your personal life. Unless you start thinking about it a lot more and talking yeah, about I, it. I thought you meant on the show, no. What? Yeah, go get you some. No, what? No, don't be so faggy on the air. Be really faggy the everywhere Off the else. Air. Yeah. Well, that makes me a phony then. No, 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 no. Yes, it does. No, no, no. Yes. No. You don't have to give us any details. No, I'm not. I'm not planning on giving any details. Yeah, just uh, you know, fire a gun in the air, ring a bell, and we'll uh, we'll applaud you. am Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Okay. Neil, I would love the opportunity to save you some money on your homeowner's insurance for you, your listeners, and your staff. Mm-hmm. Great. Five, six, seven. Oh, there was somebody on my MySpace, too, that thought they were going to put an ad on our uh, page there for some beer thing, uh, some bar. Yeah, I get that. We're not yeah. doing that. No. How did you get that stuff, too? Yep. Forget it. I deleted it. It's done. It's history. Goodbye. Oh, listen to those sirens, man. You hear it? They're coming now. They're coming to get that last guy who's trying to do a free spot on here, that jerk. Maybe he likes the Marlins. He sounded like he had that baby talk thing going. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes? Yeah, I hear another dog's going to Dania tonight. I beg your pardon? Is this QAM? Yeah. Dan Levitar, Mr. Levitar's going to Dania. Well, let me ask you a question. What does Dan Labastian have to do with this radio station? Oh, Bill Rogers. Yeah. I thought, you know, I called information and they gave me, uh, I asked you QAM and they gave me this phone number. This is QAM. Ah, I'm looking double. QAM. Since I'll get your W-I-O-D. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Hold him out. He's lost. When did you die and they forgot to tell you about it? Uh, about a week ago. Okay. At least he's honest anyway. Wow. That was bad. That was no, that great. was good. What are you talking about? That was bad? I mean, he was bad. That one, He was great. If we had 100 calls like that every day, we'd get back up to at least a three share anyway. I don't think we'll ever see any any numbers again. Thanks, Jolly Joe. You really did a hell of a job. Now, not not just a half-assed job. You did a sensational job. You destroyed everybody, even the once invincible. Okay. Oh God. That's right. We're done, and we know it. we're finished. I think we ought to fly the finished flag during the show every day, don't you? Do it. Do it. WQAM. Hello. Is this QAM, man? 
WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hola. Hello? Yes. Neil? Yes. Y Jorge? Yeah. <laughs> Neil? What are we going to start with? Thirty-two at five sixty WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. We got the Jerk Show coming to any interest. No, no. Coming at ya. What is that all about? Seriously, what, what um, is this? It's getting, what, what is, getting, getting your attention. What is he thinking? Trying to get your attention. Oh, is his intention? WQAM. Hello. Now why is that? QAM. I don't understand what's happening with this thing. Let's not have any technical uh, funkiness going on here now. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil yes, Rasmussen, please. Yes, I am speaking. It doesn't sound like Neil. Well, let me tell you again, it is. Okay, I thought it might have been Alfred Hitchcock. I have to look at the picture on the website. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to call you and tell you I was at your parents at Gulfstream, and I hear there's a movie coming out about that. Neil Rogers does Gulfstream. Mm-hmm. True or untrue? You're in it. Hmm. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless line. WQAM. Hello. Mel. You and George. Any public announcement? You and uh, near one forty seven in Kendall. Please do not turn around. If someone hears a. Uh, Did you hit me up today? Please don't turn around. I'm waiting. Waiting for what? The translation. Oh, oh, I, I can't give it to you. Maybe Chris knows. Uh, no. I'll give you the translation. That's it. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello? Hello? Yeah, when your phones weren't working the other day, uh... Yeah, when the phones were working the other day, it was a blessing because we didn't hear your stupid voice. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, I have a report. George yeah. Day. No, great. WQAM, hello. Solutions. With eSolutions, you can start streaming. There's one of the good ones. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yeah. Last time you haven't had it on MySpace, but send you a friend request. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you're an idiot. You're a moron. And I have no life. You're a, you have no life. I send you a friend request. I'm surprised he didn't show up at our uh, shindig. 
with his boyfriend there and the girlfriend. That clammy, scrawny thing. Do you think they, like, pass her back and forth? Is that the way it works there? Why are you conjuring up images? Oh, I don't want to. I really don't. Good God, there's a new diet. It's called the picture of this diet. Well, yesterday I said about the tiny Tim thing, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, I, I don't see. I don't see much difference. No, that has no I mean, effect. She's probably a lot hairier than he was. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yeah. You were right. I was wrong. About. Well, I called a couple months ago, and you ripped me pretty good because I was calling in her endorsing uh, Senator Clinton at the time. I thought she might be the better candidate, but you suggest I do some homework and call you back, and I did, and. You're correct, uh, in my opinion, anyway. You're right. He's uh, he's the guy. I just want yeah. to call and say uh, appreciate the uh, insight and appreciate you turning me on to him and have me do my homework. It didn't okay, well, don't bet Big Brown in the Belmont. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. WQAM, hello. How are you, man? Okay. Going to know Hank is a house and Giovanni sucks. WQAM, hello. All right, Neil, I got three things for you. Mm-hmm. All right, first of all, uh, I think you said something about a water heater. You ever try one of those tankless water heaters? They um, they are really great. I got one. Yeah, okay. It's second thing. Second, second thing is the movies. Uh, Robert De Niro did something with Dakota. That was a very depressing movie. Um, I don't know the name of it. You know the one I'm talking about? No. Robert De Niro did it, and that little girl named Dakota, whatever her name is, they did one, and I don't want to give it away to somebody who didn't see it. But yeah. it out with a lady in the bathtub, and if they saw it, you can find it. Out and the end. third thing? All right. And, um, uh, third thing was, um, oh, the, the one caller who called in, and he was saying something about um, it being a holiday for us to vote. I heard that before, and I still think that's a very good idea, because if we did do it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty profound, yeah. Yeah, I think we ought to push that. Maybe even tell okay, me. thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless line. Lots of calls, man. Lots of calls. The phones are jingling. Can you can you hear it? That's it. That's more like WQAM. Hello. Yeah. How about Mask for the depressing movie? It's on there. Uh, and by the way, line eight. I, I, why do I keep looking at that? I give up line. Chris isn't aware of it because Chris wasn't here yesterday or on Monday. Line 8 is gone. And once it's gone, it's gone. What's up with that? Well, it's a cost-cutting measure again. They're cutting back. We got dots. We got the internets. We're streaming. But Line 8 is gone. Now, not that it's a big deal. You, know, you can only take one call at a time anyway. You know what I mean? What do you mean? When it's done... It's gone. WQAM, hello. Where can we get the uh, archive from the last couple of years of the show? What are you talking about? Uh, you, every day you do the show, there's an archive. I guess the MP3 is only there for about two months. Uh, yeah. But I wasn't able to get them. The older ones, where can I get them? What, what do you want the older ones for? Because you're going to die no soon, and what else am I going to listen to? Because what? You're going to die soon, and what else am I going to listen to? No, I'm not going to die soon. You're going to oh. die soon. If you keep spewing crap like that, the Lord's going to get real pissed off, okay? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, some great calls, aren't they, buddy? Yes, they are. How about this one? Now, this is going to be great. I'm going to tell you something about Hank Goldberg, your old buddy. Yeah. You ready? Hey, uh, he was on 790 talking to 
that Rosencrantz fellow last week before the. Uh, I doubt the, that. Huh? I doubt that very much. All right, hey, busy. I tell you, he was talking to Sid before the big race. Yeah. Seven, Seventeen minutes. He was on seven ninety. Well, what are you doing? You got a stopwatch timing it? He said, as Sid said, I talked to Hangover for seventeen minutes, Neil. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? And, and what about it? Well, what do you think about it, Neil? I, who, who cares? What's that got to do with anything? What do I think about it? Guess what? Here's an answer, a two-word answer. I don't. Brad Pitt God. Hey, welcome to the show. Today on Jerry Springer, it's Oprah Winfrey. The first time you had sex uh, with a woman was when you were 18. Yes. Oh. Not only do I want, am I attracted to girls, but I want to change um, my body. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on being a lesbian. Yeah. You have sex with your blow-up doll? This is who I am. You're a little bit kinky? Accept it or not. Now, we have, a, we have a tape here. And I believe that everybody should see it. Okay. Ah. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh, my God. Ah. Yes. Ah. Yes. Ah. No. It's downright painful. This is my story. Uh, but you know that's weird, right? My clitoris, it looks like a small penis. I think, well, why don't we take a break? Is she on drugs? 143, 17 at 560 WQM. You know who that guy was, the last caller with the phony Hank story with the 17 minutes? No. Porter Schlock guy. Oh. Yeah. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. You know, it's, it's a good thing that we're getting rid of line eight, maybe a few more, too. We only need like three or four lines because we yeah. only got three or four callers. It's all, it's all the same. All the same people. WQAM, hello. Can I speak to Neil, please? Speaking. Yeah, Neil, I'm just curious. What is this personal agenda you have with the Clintons? Every, I mean, I mean, what is it that makes you pick out every single article that's negative about them and go on about them? Have they done something personally to you? I'm, I'm just curious because, okay, you don't like them. You've established, we've established that, but it's... No, we haven't established that. No, we haven't established that. I voted for him twice, and I liked him when he was president. I don't like yeah, but, him now. But you just... It's, but you know something? If you don't like it, listen to somebody else. No, that's not the answer. If you don't like it, listen to somebody who's going to kiss her ass. I don't like her, okay? I don't like her. Am I entitled not to like her? You're totally entitled, but you Well, then mind your own business. Go do your own show, schmuck. Go back where you came from. Go kiss the queen on her ass. How do you like that? Swill her be this and swill her be that. Because that's my opinion. That's why. And... Lots of Democrats love Swillery. Yet plenty of Republicans, conservatives, and all important independents can't stand her, says the Associated Press and MSNBC, uh, suggesting possible pitfalls for Barack Obama should he make her his vice presidential running mate. I wasn't even going to read this story, but just because I want to make this last Brit's uh, day. The intense dislike for Clinton suggests that besides support from women and others she could bring to the ticket, she might make it harder for Obama to win over some independents a pivotal swing group in the November election against John McCain. It also means she might push some Republicans and conservatives to vote against the Democrats or donate money to the GOP, who might otherwise lack motivation to do so because of tepid feelings toward insane McCain. A substantial 32% of independents strongly dislike Clinton, 10 points more than say so about Obama. Independents, a group that both Obama and McCain won during their party primaries this year, comprised a quarter of the voters in the 2004 election and have been closely contested in every race since 92. 
In addition, 67% of Republicans have very unfavorable views of Swillery, 24% more than feel that way about Obama. Among conservatives, the spread is similar. 58% say they feel very negatively about her, 18 points more than say so about Obama. I don't think I like the idea of Hillary attached to anything, said Kim Williams, 33, in Knoxville, Tennessee, a Republican who's not decided how to vote in November. I'm not for a lot of the things she stands for. Other groups with significantly stronger negative feelings about her than Obama include whites under 30, male college graduates, white men and whites earning at least $100,000 a year. How come you're talking so bad about the girl? You haven't said Because I want to, okay? Because it's my show, and I'm going to talk about whatever the hell I want. I'm going to read whichever articles I want. And that's the way it works, schmuck. If you don't like it, uh, you know, go out and bark at the moon like a dog. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hate blacks. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's everything going? You leaving next week? I beg your pardon? Are you leaving next week? Leaving what? The radio show. No. Uh, okay. Take care of yourself. Tell George he's a homo. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560 on the You're a homo, by the way, George. Oh, some people wish. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, Neil Rogers. Yes, speaking. Hey, Neil. Uh, earlier that guy called in about the Hank Goldberg show. Yeah, the quarter slot guy, which this is him again. Yeah. yeah. yeah this, I, this is not me, Neil. That's yeah, you. It's you. Same guy, same schmuck. Quarter slot guy, idiot, moron, loser, putz, time uncle, schmendrick, schmageggy. Just go away. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Get lost. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil? Yes, sir. Hi, how are you? Okay, how are you? Baba Booey! Baba Booey! Obama's a nigger! Obama! Good. And that, you know what? That's uh, one of his listeners, too, for sure. Mm hmm. And if you would have said it just a little bit louder, I'm sure it would have got on the air. Not. WQAM, hello. Can I get the all cards from George? And the, and the best part of the deal is that now that we don't put them on hold, nobody hears it. Except right. us, and then right. who cares, you know? As opposed to the old days when people on hold could hear, you know? That's another definite advantage for Screamless, is that all those people who want to perform, you know, and stuff that they, they've got to know is never going to get on the air. Right, that doesn't matter. Nobody hears Not it. Not to them. Nobody hears Oh, that's true. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, hi. Uh, I'm an Arbitron uh, Raider. I got it for this week for uh, Arbitron, and they say that we can write comments, give them your opinions. I wonder, do you ever get that? Did they ever <laughs> forward the opinions to you? No. Okay, just what I would ask. Thank you. You're welcome. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, that quarter slot guy, whoever he is, he might be a lot of things, but he was telling the truth. Hank Goldberg was on this show. And who, care, who cares? I don't, I'm not saying you do care. I'm just telling you it's true. And they're yeah. using it as like one of their drops from line, something about, he said some line about betting or something like that. But right. That's all. I just want to let you know. Okay, oh. thanks. So Hank was out with Sid the Kid, with the id. Greenberg and Goldberg. I don't understand. Why are we supposed to care about that? Hank doesn't work for these bastards anymore. He can do whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to help right. him over there, I wouldn't blame him in the least bit, the way he was treated by jo fat-ass Jolly Joe. 
absolutely unacceptable is the way he was treated. <laughs> subhuman. After years and fun. years on his station, treated like some subhuman garbage. Like yesterday's toilet paper. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. This is the most incredible thing I've ever heard in here from out of town. These people are just lining up to rip you. You must have the most popular radio show in South Florida. Used to have, yeah. Used to. What happened? Yeah. Jolly Joe Bell keep... came to a destroy it. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, whatever you're doing, keep it up. I can't believe how many people are calling in. Welcome to South Florida, sir. Thank you. Don't unpack. WQAM, hello. I got my shoes. I got QAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hola. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Neil. Uh, I'm glad you're taking calls to give something that, for those guys at the NSA to chuckle at. But uh, I was reading, you were reading earlier about Kucinich and going through the whole uh, impeachment. The thing that's frustrating is the Democrats are the ones that are holding this up because they know that they're implicit in this, that if it comes down to it, Nancy Pelosi and others will go down. But I think that's just the, the you know, they got to take the fall. they got to go after this guy. And it's not going to happen, sir. Not going to happen. It's a shame. It's it's just showing, you know, they're all bad. It's not just the Republicans as much as I'd like to think so. It's it's some of the Democrats, too, and got to get them all out Most. of there. Most. Yeah, yeah, hopefully Obama will change that a bit, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, anyway, good luck. <laughs> okay, good luck to us, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I thought only little girls giggled. Didn't you? Well, guess again. That's what Bobby Kennedy said to Jim Hoffa, and, of course, they're both dead. How do you like that? Hmm. They both wound up dead. Jimmy Hoffa, he sleeps with the fishes in the Meadowlands or somewhere. Maybe Geraldo can make a comeback. Well, I know he's on, on Fox somewhere, you know. But he can make a big splash like he did with Al Capone's empty vault. Mm-hmm. Remember they found that empty wine sure. bottle or whatever it was? Maybe he can you know, find out what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. They can dig up the whole Meadowlands and find out where he's buried there. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. When do we even start to form a fighting big wall? And how can we do that? That should be your next poll. Form a what? A big fight against a big oil. How can we do this? Should be your next poll. Should What's be this? my next poll? Yes, sir. And what would the question be? The question would be, uh, how, as a country, can we how? form a fight against big oil? How can we mm-hmm. do this? Can't. Obama's not going to do it. He, he seems to... Who's, who's going to do it? Spend. Who's going to do it? Who can? How can Who's going to do it? Insane McCain? McCain is a... a I, think, I think bomb in Saudi Arabia is the answer, sir. Invade him tomorrow. Stick up the American Phew. to those uh, oil fields and just uh, 15 cents a gallon. That's the answer for you right there. I've been telling you that for a long time, but nobody wants to listen. I mean, what the hell do I know? I mean, Iraq, that's where all that oil is. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. That was another stupid-ass punk. A zillion yep. years yep. ago. Remember yep. that call? Yep. How could we forget? Yep. yep. Right after the Iraq attack. Oh, thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. Yeah. How'd that work out, punk? Schmendrick? Now, right now, what I'm going to do, the show's over for today. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get in my car. I'm driving back down. I'm looking for the quarter slot guy. Yes. Oh, yeah.
you some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used, used, used to the torture. 'Cause we're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. Baby, launch a couple missiles toward a place we know. Whose first name begins with O? There's one thing we all understand.、Uh-huh. Al Qaeda won't be finished until we blow up Pakistan. <laughs> we could chase 'em 'round forever with our tanks and all our troops, but special forces are so tired. Jumping through them hoops, you know we need another plan. So let's cut out all the nonsense and go blow up Pakistan. Wow, Al needs a nuclear tan. Absolutely. Why don't we stop pussyfooting? Bye bye bye. The biggest names, the best talent, and your home for Miami Dolphins football. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Ha 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 